Everyone, to episode three ten of the Thumbstick Athlete Podcast. I'm your host Dan. I'm Eric. Corey. Today's topic is going to be the 2017 summer sale, Steam summer sale specifically. Um, happens every year. Goes for about two weeks. Uh, it's an easy way to deplete your wallet. Although I only bought one game this year so far. There's a couple I've got my eye on. I may pull the trigger. I may not. We'll see. But we're going to be giving our recommendations for what we think are the best deals to be found in this year's Steam summer sale. Uh, other than that, does anyone have anything they want to tease for later on in the episode? Uh, no, I, I'll be talking more about my Madden connected franchise, and that's probably about it. Maybe a little pro clubs on FIFA. Okay. I played something new. Yes, you did. I played a little Hollow Knight. And nice. I'm actually a uh, little teaser. I actually really enjoy it, so I'm excited yeah. to talk more about it. I've heard nothing but great is. things. Yeah. I'm actually I'm waiting for a Switch release on that one before I buy it. That's oh I, I okay I maybe mistakenly assumed that it was already planned to come out for Twitch or uh, Twitch yeah Switch <laughs> it is coming out on the Switch oh okay so it is confirmed yeah I'm just not sure when gotcha oh yeah, yeah. I'm looking at screen caps that looks like very much a Switch purchase yeah. I should also uh, take this opportunity here to apologize that I will not be uh, totally with it this episode. So yeah. I have a, a mountain of work to do, so I'm, I'm kind of going to be doubling up on podcast and uh, real, real work. Will, like will quit. Yeah, quit your job. That's that's an option. <laughs> Will's going to be supposedly joining later, too. Uh, he had to work later than he thought today, so he'll hopefully be joining us when he gets done. So uh, the only thing I had to tease is real briefly, I played the Futurama mobile game. So I'll be talking about that um, during what I played. Uh, other, than, other than that, I just played Mass Effect. I didn't even play Mario Kart this week, which is crazy. But wow. all right. Steam Summer Sale. Eric, first recommendation. Oh, man. Um, you know, I think I think what I'll do is I'll start off with I've got a few games that are like Kind of still higher priced, but I thought uh-huh. was, we're still worth it. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'll start with those. Uh, I'll start with Civ Six, which mm-hmm. comes in at thirty five ninety nine. Uh, you know, st- it's not not a huge discount, but a game that is definitely well worth. I think it was your game of the year last year, right, Dan? It was my game yeah. of the year. Yep. Uh, and I got some good time with it. I uh, really enjoy it. Those the Civ games are super fun. Um, but yeah, thirty five ninety nine. It's just it's one of those games you could just kill so many hours and not even think about it. Yeah. Um, you know, different different play styles. You can get a ton of playtime out of uh, Civ Six at thirty five ninety nine. I haven't heard anything about DLC for it yet either, but I know all the DLC for Civ Five was really good too. So that's another you know, whenever a new expansion pack comes out for those games, it, it adds adds another system into the thing and new civs. So. Um, that's even one that will have extended life beyond just the base game too. So that's always a nice thing. Yes. 
my first recommendation is also the recommendation I think is the best value in the entire Steam sale, and that's Shadow of Mordor Game of the Year Edition for $4. Uh, yep, I had that on mine as well, Dan. I think that's a great buy. And I'm not uh, admittedly the hugest fan of that game, and that was mostly because I'm really bad at it. Uh, but I can definitely appreciate what it brings to the table and the amount of gameplay you're going to get for that much. Yeah, that's a lot of game for $4. Um, it's one I've, um, I like, I almost want to buy like a couple copies of it just for shits and giggles because it's that. Just give them out to the masses. Yeah. Well, it's that good of a game and it's that inexpensive that, that it's almost worth it to buy multiple copies of $4 Shadow of Mordor game of the year. So I feel like that game specifically is kind of the perfect storm of, publisher wanting to promote their yeah. newest game that's coming yep. out and timed perfectly with the steam summer sales yeah so it's that absolutely. perfect marriage of uh best case scenarios you know it's called shadow of war right shadow of war yep middle of middle earth shadow of war i also have a co-worker who just started playing shadow of mordor uh-huh. and uh is in love with it he's like i don't know how i missed this game I feel like a lot of people probably missed it. I think it sold relatively well, but like for yeah. a, a Warner Brothers, yeah. uh, Lord of the Rings branded game, I feel like most people just kind of pass it over as exactly that, you know, rather you know, than I'd, what it really is. I'd be um, interested to see what it came out around, like what other games were were released around there, because I feel like that probably could have played a, bit, a pretty big part in that. That's a good yeah. question. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll look that up while you guys uh, All right. keep You going. know, I, I think it came out either right before or right after Destiny. There you go. Because I had it on PS4. I also had De- uh, Destiny on PS4. I think they came out with like within a week of each other. I yeah, say. and I, you know, I probably completely forgot about Shadow Mortar when yeah. Destiny came out. I think, I think a lot of people probably did. So that's my number one recommendation. Eric, what do you got? Uh, so I'll go to my second highest price, and I think this is a game that got a lot of uh, you know, high ratings as far as like a lot of the podcasts I listen to. I know Giant Bomb, huge fans. And that's Hitman Complete Season 1 for $23.73. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just a ton of playtime you can get in here with just so many different ways that you can uh, attack uh, these missions, uh, different ways to perform things, whether you do stealth. Uh, it's tough to go in kind of guns blazing, but there's just so, so many different. Uh, avenues you can take in uh, different locations. Uh, they they put so many uh, updates in there as well, with like different missions and different uh, people to to kill. I can't remember what they're called, but uh, there's just but, such a variety. It's like um, I want to say priority targets, but I know that's not right. Yeah, yeah, it's some something along those lines where they'll they're, they'll have specific targets that, yeah. that changes kind of what you do. They're time limited too. They're only out there for like yep. 24 hours or whatever, and yep. you have to get them within that time frame. So it kind of keeps the game fresh, and there, there's just a, a plethora of, of entertainment there and crazy ways to, to pull off kills, and it's it's so good. Yeah, and I, I'm really happy that uh, the studio that made that has broken off, and they're going to do their own thing and kept yeah. the uh, hitman name to themselves so that's great. yeah i was just gonna just gonna bring that up because uh, it i mean w- that came out last fall right or the the episodes no. were completed last fall that sounds right but yeah i think it was out before that um yeah and sh- like earlier this year we, we found out that the studio was was getting i don't know if they got cut off from square enix but they yeah they became their own i guess they're an independent studio now so yeah 
and they got to keep Hitman, which is good. Which is weird to say that they're an indie studio. <laughs> yeah. That made, <laughs> that made Hitman. So Destiny came out September 9th of 2014. Shadow of Mordor came out at the end of the month on the 30th, which was also the same day that Borderlands 2 came out. Oh, uh, okay. So there was a lot of stuff coming out right around then. Yeah, uh, yeah and just, just like scrolling through other games that came out that month, we've got... Oh boy. Um, well, maybe there isn't. Oh, Shovel Knight came out in the middle of the month. Yeah, well, it came out in early October too. That probably influenced it. Yeah. I feel yeah, like there's another game there's that came on. out like a week later. I mean, so it's right in that Assassin's Creed. Maybe it's right at the beginning of that sweet spot of of what's coming out. You know, Massive Chalice. I, that probably didn't wasn't a direct competitor. Uh, Super Smash for 3DS came out at the beginning of October. Yeah, I'm not seeing too many. I think Borderlands Two. Oh, I'm same sorry. Day. Oh, that was Borderlands Two for Linux. Uh, Borderlands the pre sequel came out at the beginning pre-sequel. of October. But who knows? Okay, enough. Yeah, Dan. Man, uh, just to go back to um, Hitman real quick. Uh-huh. Uh That series was completed. The first season was completed October 31st of 2016. Okay. So, yeah, but f- fantastic stuff there. Highly recommend that one. All righty. Uh, my next recommendation is not a game, but the Steam Link. Steam Link is 15 bucks through the Steam Summer Sale. I actually bought one earlier this year, and it was 20 So that's definitely the cheapest price it's ever been. Uh, I think they charge you a couple bucks for shipping. It might be 3 or 4 um, but it's definitely worth it if you want to play games on your television screen. Uh, I've even used mine wireless quite a bit. And it works a lot better than I thought, but um, I've got a pretty good router. I think that helps. And I've also I don't also don't really play like twitchy games on it, so it's a it's a nice little piece of hardware for fifteen bucks, especially normally fifty. So saving quite a bit. What's your next recommendation, Eric? Oh, next on my list. Fallout 4 at $14.99, uh, still a little bit higher than what you might expect on Steam sales, but I think that's a good a good price for that game. Mm-hmm. Again, I think Dan and I uh, were probably the biggest supporters of that game on this podcast, so maybe uh, another time Corey or Will yeah. could argue this. But It's a good um, thing Will's not here. Yeah, uh, Fallout 4 <laughs> I felt like was, I really enjoyed it, and I really enjoyed the building as janky as it was, I felt like. There was just something about the jank to it that I kind of liked. I don't know why. I totally understand why people wouldn't like it. Uh, but I enjoyed that game quite a bit. And again, it's just a, it's one of those huge open worlds with weird shit going on. Um, base building and just kind of recruiting people, which, you know, can, could get a little tedious when you realize it's kind of never ending. Um, but again, fifteen bucks for that game, I, th- I think, is, is you can't really be angry with that product at that price. Sure, I also appreciated the update to the to the shooter mechanics in it. The other the other Fallout games were terrible, like shooter shooters. But this one you could actually play as a shooter and mm-hmm. and kind of stay out of the VAT system if you if you so choose. Um, but this one had 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 solid mechanics. So yeah, and I, I think that, that that was one of the things that uh, I think I liked more about it as opposed to the uh, Fallout Three that I tried and I multiple times to get into and I just couldn't. Uh, but yeah. I think Fallout Four was more shooter friendly, which 
as as you pointed out, I think that was a big reason I liked it more. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, next on my list is Borderlands 2 Game of the Year Edition for 880. Uh, a lot of content there. Borderlands 2, in my opinion, is the best Borderlands game. And the DLC that I've played through that also is really good, too. So a lot of, a lot of hours in that. Uh, it's obviously better to play with friends, but uh, I probably played the ma- vast majority of Borderlands 2 uh, solo. So you can play it solo, too. Um, yeah, a lot of content there for $8.80 and an entertaining and fun game. That series is one I really wish that I had gotten more into and played more of, because I think I played Borderlands, the first one, mm-hmm. uh, a fair amount, and I really enjoyed, like, I love a good loot-whoring game. Yeah. And especially with the this, this art style that Borderlands mm-hmm. brings to the table and just, like, the silly bullshit going on. Nutty um, characters, too. Yeah, but there's nothing like popping just a great weapon out of a crate. Yep. You know? Totally agree. Great game. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was not on my list, but but I thought. Oh, gotcha. All right, Eric. Next up. Yep. Uh, I promise I will have some cheaper games in here, but mm-hmm. uh, my next one is fourteen ninety nine again, and it's Doom. Uh, kind of came out of nowhere for me. I was never a Doom fan growing up, uh, but after hearing all the podcasts I listened to talk about it so glowingly, uh, I picked it up and was pleasantly surprised with how awesome that game is. From, I mean, you talking about just like sheer shooter standpoint it's fantastic uh i really liked the uh the way that you earned health and ammo i thought was great uh but but the music for me is what stood out and i've talked about this numerous times on here uh just the the heavy metal in it and just like kicks you in the balls when you're getting rushed by all these fucking demons it's just awesome yeah um but yeah i think 14.99 for that game if you're looking for a really just over the top action shooter with demons you can't really beat that yeah i talked about it when we when we played it what was last year uh it, it forces you to rethink the way you play shooters because you know you're used to like hiding behind crates and you know popping out and firing a few or or occasionally running and blasting something with a shotgun but this sure. one you're constantly moving if you stay still you're gonna die so uh, I liked that. It, it was a refreshing change of pace, I guess, from from the typical first person shooters that's, that's that you're used point. to playing. Yep, got to keep on the move. So just like you said, Dan, super fast pace, and I think it's well worth fifteen bucks. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, next on my list is uh, two games. Actually, it's Portal Two at two dollars and Portal One at one dollar. I had Portal 2 on my list as well, Dan, Um, Uh even though, again, uh, maybe not the biggest fan. Sure. But I think uh, if I were to play a co-op with somebody, Uh I would probably really enjoy it. And that's really the main reason I had it on my list is for people looking for uh, a good co-op like puzzler. First-person puzzler, yeah. Yeah. I I played Portal 1. I have not played Portal 2. Um, I've had it in my Steam library forever. I will get to it at some point. Uh, But Portal 1 was awesome. I, I love the first-person puzzle games. That's why I like uh, games like um, Talos Principle so much. And uh, um, what's that other one I played in the space station on Europa? Turing Test. Turing Test, yes, thank you. I uh, love those type of games. I'm going to get to The Witness at some point this year. So, yeah. I really want you to play it's The in Witness. Those I'm, I'm going to play it sometime, sometime this year. Might, that might be a, a late summer playthrough before the fall rush. 
Next for me is a must-own for any Steam person, PC player, video gamer. Rocket League, Game of the Year Edition, eleven ninety nine. I mean, come on. Best game, my favorite game of all time, Rocket League. Only game I ever just keep going back to to play by myself. There's plenty of games I'll go back to to play with other people, but this is the only one I go back to to play by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's damn near every day. Uh, I, I can't say enough good things about it. I feel like I'm beating a dead horse at this point. <laughs> if you want to hear about Rocket League, listen to any of our podcasts that we've put out. Since, um, since it came out, of course. Yeah, since it came <laughs> out. But uh, yeah, can't can't say enough great things about it. Great co-op. My God, Corey and I have had good times playing. I've had great times playing with uh, some of the listeners on the podcast. Uh, it's just so fun and well-made and easy to enjoy, hard to master. See, that's mm-hmm. what I love about it. Mm-hmm. And I'll be buying it again when it comes out on Switch. <laughs> I will also be buying it when it comes out on Switch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And that was eleven ninety nine. Uh, I, I'm kind of as we go through this, I'm putting together like what I would buy if I had, you know, a, you know, a certain amount of money. And that that's the sure. first one that I've mentioned that will be on that list. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh huh. Okay. Next on my list is the Metro Redux bundle for seven fifty. That's uh, Metro twenty thirty three and Metro Last Light. These go on sale all the time, uh, but it's still a great value. They're very good story driven first person shooters. Uh, I know Corey's a fan of them. And the third one is coming out, I think, early next year. So uh, if you haven't played through the first two, now's, now's a good time to play play through them. Uh, the The Redux versions also increase the graphical uh, the graphical looks of the games and uh, fixed a lot of the issues with Metro 2033 specifically. I had a lot of trouble trying to get Metro 2033 to run. I had a weird save bug um, that... It would only allow. I think I could only auto save maybe, so I, I had to wait long periods in between stuff happening uh, before I could save. Or no, I, I think I had to play through a whole act at once. I couldn't mm-hmm. save partway through an act. It's some weird save bug that I had. Uh, but the Redux version fixes all those weird issues with with twenty thirty three specifically. Last Light was a much more solid uh, release as the second game, but yeah, seven fifty for those two games is a is a steal. Yeah. I, w- I would second that. Good mm-hmm. shooters. All right, Eric, what do you got? Oh, next on my list at eight ninety nine is Stardew Valley. Uh, you may be able to find this cheaper sometimes, uh, but I think eight ninety nine for for all the content. How many hours have you put into that? Uh, I think seventy something. Yeah, I mean, I and look. it's got th- there's a lot to it. There's relationships. There's there's the farming aspect. There's the the cave. Uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but the spelunking, I suppose yeah. you could say. Um, dungeon, just a lot. dungeon crawling. Yeah, and, and this is another one. I'll be buying this again when it comes to Switch. Like, I can see myself putting putting a pretty good amount of time on in that game in the, the handheld form. Um, but yeah, I don't think you can really go wrong with that one. And that'll be part of my must-buys on the Steam Summer Sale. Yeah. Uh, co-op is coming out soon for it, too. So if you're interested in co-op... It's, that's definitely one to have. I played 75 hours of Stardew Valley. And it's a I don't good even, chunk. I don't even think I bought it for, for full price. I think when it came out, it was like $12. And I think yep. that's what I paid for it, which is crazy. That's, uh, that's I, how I, I always feel about Rocket League, how yeah. I got that for free on PS Plus. Yeah. The number of hours I've put into that game. Yeah. Well, well you bought a few copies. You bought me my, my I, copy. You bought 
Did you you bought did you I buy Corey his copy? I might have bought Corey's. I think you might have bought Corey's. I too. bought myself PC. I bought uh-huh. it on Xbox. Oh. But but still, you feel like you ripped them off because of how many oh hours you God, played. Yes. But anyway, Stardew Valley, similar situation. Uh, uh-huh. A lot of hours, a lot of cool gameplay for uh, a, a small fee. It's a cathartic game too. Um, I, I was playing something else at the same time that was really stressful. Uh, and this was the game I'd always go to, to, to sit back and relax and, you know, lower my heart rate a little bit. <laughs> very, very relaxing game. The music is great. The art There's just something cool. about a farm simulator. Yeah. It's living, living the simple life. Going yeah, back to I, the simple life. I was, I was playing Xbox with uh, my friend Jeff the other day and the actual game farming simulator 17 was on sale. Uh huh. And he goes, who the hell would buy that? And I go, Jeff. Before you say that, have you ever played Harvest Moon or Stardew Valley? And he's like, I don't even know what those games are. And I said, well, I I highly recommend that you get Stardew Valley at yep. some point because I think you might enjoy it. Absolutely. There's just something about, like you said, living the simple life, Dan. Yeah. Good Putting stuff. Putting a hard day's work. <laughs> Watering crops and then going down to the pond and fishing Yeah. for the rest of the day. Uh, next on my list is South Park: The Stick of Truth for seven fifty. Uh, this is another one that uh, pro- it's probably the funniest game I've ever played, but it's another one that the sequel, I guess, the next South Park game is coming out soon. So, uh, if you wanted to go back and play the first one, now's a good time. It's a little bit janky uh, at times, control issues here and there, but uh, overall, it's it's a pretty decent like RPG and a an extremely funny game at the same time. So. Totally agree. Uh, that one was on my list as well. Uh-huh. Like Dan said, there are very few games that I laugh out loud at. That was one of them. Uh, yeah. Just so many classic things happen in that game. Yep. And yep. Uh, the story was really fun to follow, too. Yeah, it absolutely was. Uh, for, for those that haven't played or aren't familiar with the game, it's the, with the South Park crew uh, when they're when they're playing as Lord of the Rings characters or, or fantasy RPG type characters. So. It's good stuff. Oh, Fantastic. I, I should play that again. I'd love to revisit that again before uh, the fractured butthole comes out. Yeah. yeah. Who knows if I'll um, time. Next on my list at nine ninety nine is Ori in the Blind Forest. Uh, really cool art style, kind of like a heartfelt game. Uh, I didn't beat it. Uh, it was a little too hard for me. It's a challenging game. So if you're looking for one of those like kind of whimsical challenging indie games Ori in the Blind Forest is right up your alley uh, a lot of people really enjoyed it I, I enjoyed my time with it I just wasn't really looking for a challenge at that point um, so I never finished it but I can certainly appreciate what it is and I think 10 bucks is a good price for that one uh-huh. that's one I haven't played but I have to get to at some point yeah it's that good would, I would, if that went on the Switch I would buy that in a heartbeat it's one of those games I just feel like I'm more likely to play on the Switch. I don't think it will because it's an Xbox game. Uh, and they, Ever since they put I got PC. my Switch, I've been thinking a lot more games I'd rather play on the Switch. Yeah, that sort of thing is perfect for, for the Switch. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't think I would sit at my computer and play it, but yeah. I would definitely play it. Uh, that's one I could do on the Steam Link, too, I guess, now that yep. I think about it. Uh, next on my list is uh, it's one game, but two two versions. It's Dishonored 
for two fifty, or Dishonored Definitive Edition, which is all the DLC included for ten dollars. So, if you haven't played the first Dishonored game, uh, yeah, now's the time. Really, I really like Dishonored too. I didn't like Dishonored that much when I first played it, but I would like to go and revisit it because I think I would like it better the second time around. I've kind of gotten over my hump of disliking stealth games. Uh, I've gotten a little more patient in 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 my game playing, so. I think that was a big factor in my not loving Dishonored, at least at first. So, I was also not a fan of Dishonored. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think it was the wrong time for that, that, that type of game for me. I think if I went back and played it, I'd enjoy it. All right, next for me at 749 is Bioshock Infinite. Uh, mm-hmm. If you haven't played that, that that's a must-play video game, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Uh you know, in a year that saw Last of Us be perhaps one of the best games ever made, uh, Bioshock <laughs> Infinite was a close second that year. But, uh, you know, cra- crazy ending, really cool story, awesome world yeah, to be in. Yep, that's the that's the star of the show for, for me for that game. It's got, you know, kind of standard-ish, like, gunplay and stuff yeah. and, and weapons. Uh, you can upgrade them a little bit, but be, like Eric said, what stands out is the world and, and some of the characters in, in that game. Fabulous. Yep. Ugh. Okay. My next game is Outlast for $3. If you want to be scared when you're playing a video game, Outlast is the game to do it. Uh, I think since Outlast has come out, there's been a few other scary games that you can buy too. Uh, but for me, like that was the first one that I thought other than uh, fatal frame when that came out on, what was it? PS two that we used to play that on. I don't know what that was on. I think it was PS two. Uh, but yeah, outlast was, was very, very scary. I played it all in one sitting. It was about six hours. Uh, and by the end of it, I was, my nerves were shot. It felt like I had, I don't know, been on a week long bender and uh, wired and awake the whole time. So. Good scary oh, game. Three bucks. I can't. I can't back that one up. Too scary. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I think I talked about it when I played it. But there was different kinds of frightening things happening in the game too, which I like. It wasn't just the, wasn't just the the run of the mill jump scares, you know, where something jumps out at you. But there was there was other things in there that made it scary. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. My next one. We talked about South Park. Uh, next on my list will be Wolfenstein The New Order. Uh, good time to get into this one, too, if you haven't played this, because uh, they did just announce the next uh, Wolfenstein game at E3, uh, which, you know, honestly, I haven't seen a trailer for, but I've heard nothing but great things from uh, podcasts I've been listening to. Yeah, it looks um, fabulous. Yeah, Wolfenstein was another one, uh, kind of like Doom for me. I, I didn't grow up a fan of the series. Um, but I was interested when it came out and I picked it up and really, really liked it. Got very close to beating it and lost my save. Uh, oh, uh, it, but that was, that, that wasn't, that wasn't a bug in the game. That was when I put a new hard drive in my PS4. Oh, okay. And I lost my save. So, and mm-hmm. I just never went back and I really should because that game's fucking cool. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I really killing Nazis. Yeah, I, the best thing for me about that game is the kind of the alternate uh, Germany won World War II yeah. feel to it. Um, yep. I know there's more of that stuff nowadays. I think there's a, like even an Amazon TV show about that, but Man that was really, really yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Uh, but the, yeah, that was a really interesting, 
interesting thing for me being in, in, in interested in history and World War II and all that stuff. So, and it's just a good shooter with a good story. So yeah, great, great mechanics too. It just feels mm-hmm. great. Uh, next on my list is Mountain Blade Warband for five beans. Uh, Mountain Blade Warband itself is a, it's kind of a janky game, but it's a, also a really interesting game. Um, but the, for me, the best thing is the Game of Thrones mod for Mountain Blade Warband, uh, adds in Westeros and all the, uh, all the cities and, and holdfasts and all the lords and ladies and, and all that stuff, uh, as characters in the game. So, um, playing the game of thrones mod for for mountain blade warband occupied probably 100 hours for me uh it was fantastic so and it's another one where the next game is coming out mountain blade banner lord is coming out at some point hopefully soon so if you want to familiarize yourself with mountain mountain blade games now's now's a good time Next for me at four dollars, uh, I put this one on here because I, I I feel like Corey also would have picked this one. Uh, Papers, please. Uh-huh. Uh, a lot different than probably any other games you've ever played. You play, uh, from what I remember, kind of like a border patrol, mm-hmm. uh, where you check people's uh, identification and that kind of thing to come into your city. Um, it's been a while since I played it. But multiple endings depending on how well you do. Uh, you have to make some pretty tough decisions as far as kind of like keeping family members alive with your minimal pay. Uh, really cool, interesting game. It gets more difficult, and they add like new layers to checking the identification uh, that make it pretty pretty tough. Um, but I thought that game was fantastic. Yep, that's an awesome game. Yeah, for four bucks, you really can't beat it. It's it's a different experience than what uh, you would ordinarily get from from any other game I've played. Yeah, that's also one that would run on a toaster. I know we've had that question before, but uh, (laughs) I think it, I want to say it takes up less than 100 megabytes on your hard drive. uh, And it's got the heavily pixelated graphics. So, you know, it looks like you're playing a a Nintendo game, a regular Nintendo game. So it should, should run on just about anything, which is, which is good for some people who have like older laptops. That's a perfect game to play on that. Yep. So uh, next on my list is Tomb Raider game of the year, six bucks. Also had that one. So good. So good. I'm very happy they decided to do a Tomb Raider reboot because I, n- I never in a million years would have thought that those games would turn out as good as they have. Uh, both Tomb Raider and um, Rise of the Tomb Raider, which I never looked and saw how much that was. It's probably still like 25 bucks or something. But yeah, Rise Tomb Raider. Yeah, Tomb Raider you can get for Tomb Raider game of the year. You can get for six bucks. I don't know specifically what comes in the game of the year edition. Obviously, it's all the DLC, but I don't know what any of that stuff is. So, Rise of the Tomb Raider is twenty three ninety nine. Okay, so that's still kind of high priced, but even that, that's worth it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Rise of the Tomb Raider was awesome. So, great game. Next for me is one of my favorite games. I think it dropped off on my top ten list. I can't remember, but uh, still one of my favorite games: Batman Arkham City. Mm-hmm. For four ninety nine. If you've never played that one, that's that's a must buy of five bucks for me. That's a steal. I, oh my bucks. god, I blew through that game, and there's just it's so cool. I love all the Batman villains and just flying around Gotham as Batman. It's just fantastic. Before they put the stupid Batmobile in, <laughs> sure. But uh, yeah, love that game. Got some uh, sleuthing to be done, and it's just fantastic. The the fighting. 
Uh-huh. Uh, you, you'll notice uh, from the new Spider-Man trailer from the Insomniac game coming out on, on PS4, they completely ripped off the Batman fighting, which is fine because mm-hmm. it's awesome. Yep. I think it's similar to Shadow of Mordor too, correct? Yep. The fighting? Yeah, sim- similar, yeah. Combat, yeah, because yeah. WB is the uh, the developer, the um, publisher for okay. Shadow Mordor and, and the Arkham games. Yeah. Good stuff. Yep. Five bucks for that one. Uh, next on my list is also a game that, that recently came off my top ten list was Saints Row the Third for 250 can't beat 250 for Saints Row the Third. I probably put 40 some odd hours into that uh, the first time I played it in, for a four in February game. Um, good stuff. Mayhem. Mayhem. That's the best yeah. way I can describe it. Uh, and the difference here, too, is it's I don't want to say realistic because it's not realistic, but it's more realistic than Saints Row 4, which we, you got superpowers and stuff in. Um, this one's a little closer to like a Grand Theft Auto than than Saints Row 4 is more like uh, like a superhero game. You know, so two fifty for yeah, that is an absolute. That's a good one. I enjoyed Saints Row the Third. Yeah, from the opening sequence, and then it just get it just builds from there. It's a lot, a lot of fun. Great characters, uh, dildo bats. It's always fun. <laughs> uh, next on my list at seven fifty is XCOM Enemy Unknown. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not play the second. Is, was it called XCOM Two? XCOM Two. Yep. Yeah, I didn't play that one due to the middling reviews and Corey's frustrations mm-hmm. with it. Sounded like it was really going to piss me off, so I didn't play it. But uh, I really enjoyed my time with XCOM Enemy Unknown. Uh, great strategy game. One of the things I remember standing out to me was the uh, the bagpipes that played, remembering the the fallen soldiers on your team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just thought that was the coolest thing because it's permadeath. So it was it was really cool going back and seeing all that, and it really makes you think the strategy out when you know that if your soldier dies, they're done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, XCOM Enemy Unknown was was really well done at 750. If you have not played that, you really should. Yeah, absolutely. It's great. It doesn't have the performance issues either that the second one does. No. The second one, I played it not that long ago, and it still had the stutters and stuff. It was better than when I first played it, but still not not very good so uh next game on my list at two dollars is to the moon talked about that a little bit last week when or a couple weeks ago someone uh want it was one of the options for uh a game giveaway um yeah how much was that two two bucks oh man that's got to go on my list too i didn't see that one yeah it's also on mobile uh, if you don't have a computer or something, uh, you should be able to have a computer that can run that. That's another one that should run on a toaster. Uh, but yeah, it's on mobile. If if not, it's definitely definite play. Definite try to play through in one sitting. And, no, uh, make you sure no one else is around. Play through in one sitting. Don't try to. Yeah, you're, you're right. Not set gonna a, do it in one sitting. Don't play it. Set aside three and a half to four hours to to beat it, and then to clean yourself up when you're done. Yeah. To get it yourself you big <laughs> <Yeah>. baby <laughs> totally i think we all cried oh yeah i wept i yeah. didn't just cry i wept that game was that was great yep payoff at the end was the ending oh <laughs> anyway if you, if you don't at least get a little misty eyed then you're dead inside yeah you, something <laughs> wrong with you um okay so i guess my last game then at a dollar fifty 
Brother is a Tale of Two Sons. Uh, oh, Buck 50. Yeah, Buck 50. I put this one on here, too. Kind of the same reason I put Papers, Please on here. It's 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 a lot different than um, than other games that I've played, just the mecha- at least mechanically. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool story about a couple of brothers. Uh, what, what was it? Their dad was sick? Yeah, they had to go get something for him. Yeah. I think he was dying. Yeah. Something along those lines. But anyway, you, you control uh, the brothers with... When I played it, I was using a control, and you control them with the stick. So each brother's mm-hmm. control with uh, with the left or the right stick. Um, it's just really cool. And it's the same folks that are putting out... What the hell is that new game? A Way Out? So yeah, yes. The pr- yeah. Prison Break game? Yep. Yeah, that, that was shown at uh, E3. It looked really cool. So uh, you can kind of get a feel for what you're in for there. Um, uh, although it does look quite a bit different than brothers yeah. but you can kind of get a feel for maybe the mechanics yeah um but that's a great game for buck 50 and probably a, a pretty cool one to experience with maybe a significant other mm. if you're looking for something it's like that got a really neat fairy tale type of type mm-hmm. of uh place where the game takes place uh yeah. setting i guess uh and that was really interesting and like eric said the controls are are, are really fantastic um, with you controlling each brother with a different thumbstick on the on the controller, it's really really well done. Well, my last game on my list is Dust, an Elysian Tale, three bucks. Um, that's one uh, surprisingly good like RPG action RPG platformer type of game. Uh, actually, Will, I played this on Will's recommendation, and I ended up really really liking it. Um, it's kind of got uh, some annoying voiceovers, but if you can get past that, the game is really cool. So three bucks for that, so can't go wrong. And that's all. I actually got. do have one other one. All right, let's hear. Um, it. I got thinking about it. Uh, Overcooked. Oh yeah, yeah. I uh, love Overcooked. Huge fan. If you're looking for a co-op game, this is the one you should buy mm-hmm. because it's it's a blast. It's it's takes a lot of cooperation to to put together a good strategy as far as how to uh, place items that you're trying to cook with and who's doing what and you have to kind of assign roles that game is fantastic and I really can't say enough as far as a good co-op game goes even my wife liked it and she doesn't play video games at all yeah she is the furthest thing from a video gamer uh, that's one also coming to the switch. I will be buying it day one when it comes out on the switch. Oh, so yeah. great switch game. Uh, now Corey's recommendations were final fantasy specifically. <laughs> he uh, said all the final fantasies. Yep. All the final fantasies. Final fantasy three is eight bucks. Final fantasy four is eight bucks. Uh, final fantasy. I don't see. Oh, five is eight bucks. Final Fantasy six is eight bucks. Final Fantasy seven is six bucks for some reason. Uh, Final Fantasy eight is six bucks. Final Fantasy nine is ten fifty. Ten and ten two is fifteen. Uh, I just I just really love Final Fantasy, you guys. <laughs> yes, you do. Final Fantasy eleven, the Ultimate Collection, is twenty. Final Fantasy. 12, I believe, is on here. Oh, Final Fantasy. I think it is. Final Fantasy. No, 12 is not on here. Oh, it's not? Because that, that was the one I, I actually considered buying. 
it's not for sale? No. No. Well. Uh, 13 is on there. 13.2 is on there. Type O HD is on there. Final Fantasy for the After Years is on there. Mobius Final Fantasy is free to play. Final Fantasy 14 is $16. So there's a, a lot of options there for Final Fantasy games. Lightning Returns Final Fantasy 13 is 10 Oh, no 12. I feel like we had feedback about that one time. Someone wanting Final Fantasy 12 put on Steam. Corey, you're breathing really loudly. Yeah, man. Put a sock on it, would you? For once, Holy it's me. <laughs> thought Will had popped into the chat here. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, ultimately... Um, well, you didn't I, mention Will's recommendation. What was Will's recommendation? The only one he recommended was Rocket League Game of the Year Edition at 11. Okay. Yep. Good call. Um, definitely. Uh, what was it? Oh, yeah. I, I only ended up buying one game. I bought Nier Automata. Uh, a lot of the games that uh, go on sale frequently are just ones that you have in your life. After you've had Steam for a little while, you kind of have all the games that are, are really cheap that go on sale all the time. Um, I talked about like Metro Redux is one that's on sale literally every every time there's a Steam sale, and even like randomly it'll be on sale. The Redux bundle will be five or six or seven dollars. So um, I didn't end up buying a lot of things. There's a couple games on my wish list I'm keeping an eye on uh, that I would might get at some point depending on how how the funds go. Um, but yeah. There's some uh, pretty decent sales here. Yeah, I haven't bought anything, but uh, I highlighted in red what I think is a good package of games here mm-hmm. from the ones that I just picked. So I, for $60, the price of a retail game, you get Rocket League, Stardew Valley, Shadow of Mordor, Wolfenstein the New Order, Papers, Please, Batman Arkham City, Tomb Raider, Brothers, To the Moon, and Overcooked. You got a lot of variety there. You got some short indie games, some co-op, some open world, shooter, sportsy type with Rocket League. Great mix of stuff there for 60 bucks. Yeah, that's a good way to start your Steam library if you don't have oh, one. Oh, yeah, yet. absolutely. Uh, and we talked about it before, but even if you have like an old laptop that can kind of barely run games, there's old games on there that you can buy for dirt cheap that will run just fine. Like the old Baldur's gate games, old Icewind Dale games, um, right, age, age of, uh, age of empires yeah, two age HD. Empires. Yep. There's, there's definitely games that you can still get and, uh, be able to game on your, on your crappy laptop. By the way, age of empires two HD is five bucks right now. <laughs> I was, I wanted to put that on my list and I forgot, of course. Yeah. So, Okay. Um, I think Will just got on, so I will add him to the call while we're in between segments. Well, I guess we can see what his recommendation no, other than other than Rocket League. That's <laughs> the only one he wanted. Would be. Uh... There he is. What's up, Will? Hi. Hey, Will. What are you munching? Hi. Uh, saliva. Oh. Yum! You should get Chewing that. his cud out. like a cow. <laughs> cud. Uh, good word. Are we recording? Yeah, yeah we just we just finished just finished the main segment. No, we actually haven't so started. T- Tell us your deepest darkest secret. <laughs> well, well, just so you know, I did give your recommendation that you had shared, so you're all set for the Steam sale. Um. 
Uh, you recommended Rocket League Game of the Year edition. As <laughs> you know what? As much of a hard time as I give that game, yes, buy that. Absolutely. Buy that Game of the Year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, nibble bits. <clears throat> I don't have any. Okay. I have one. It's an important one, and I'm calling it up right now because I didn't write it down on my paper. What you got, Dan? Uh, it's that Nintendo has announced oh. the SNES Classic. It's going to be going on sale in September. Um, it's got a 21 games on it, which I'm calling up the list for right now. Uh, it's going to be 80 bucks. Uh, Nintendo did say specifically that they were going to produce more systems so that it won't be as hard to find as the NES Classic. I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, but I will get my hands on one if I have to be that person in Walmart that's fighting other people over my SNES Classic. I will be that guy if I have to. Uh, so the games that are on it are Contra 3, The Alien Wars, Donkey Kong Country, Earthbound, Final Fantasy 3, F-Zero, Kirby Superstar, Kirby's Dream Course, The Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, Mega Man X, or 10, uh, Secret of Mana, Star Fox, Star Fox 2, which was never actually released, Street Fighter 2 Turbo, Hyper Fighting, Super Castlevania 4, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, Super Mario Kart, Super Mario RPG, Legend of the Seven Stars, Super Mario World, Super Metroid, and Super Punch-Out, uh, also Yoshi's Island. So that is a fantastic lineup of games for the SNES Classic. Yeah. Um, they're also going to be giving you a longer controller cord. I think the control the cords are going to be five feet instead of two and a half feet, which yep. is good. Five feet still <laughs> not a lot, but it's better. It's to scale. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna try to get one too, Dan. Uh, I don't. I'm not holding my breath. Yeah. They said, uh, from my understanding, is they're going to do waves of these each month until the end of the year. Yep. They said they made no promises for. They only said that they're going to do it until the end of this year. Uh, some people think they'll sell them in the next year too. I don't, I don't know. I haven't heard anything that said otherwise, but I, I wasn't heartbroken that I wasn't able to get my hands on any NES classic. Uh, as much as I loved a lot of those games, I don't know that they held up as well, but I feel like I, I know a lot of the, these SNES games have held up really well. I mean, final fantasy six, final fantasy three, I should say I played earthbound not that long ago. That game holds up. Um, it's a lot of good games on there. I'm very excited. I can't wait to play Donkey Kong Country again. What yeah. are you giggling about, Corey? Chat. Oh. Just having a chuckle is all. Gotcha. And we, once again, you can have, uh, as long as you have legally backed up copies of these games, you can play the emulators for them. Um, but I'm perfectly okay dropping 80 bucks for the SNES Classic. Tito uh, made a good point in the chat, too. It comes with two controllers. Yeah, two controllers, which is yeah. awesome. Uh, so you can play the old Mario Kart. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably the one I won't play, actually. I, I will, I'll give it a shot. Who am I kidding? But, you know, compared to Mario Kart 8, eh, I don't know. But that's my one nibble bit. Uh, I did want to mention one thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, great game coming to PS Plus this month if you are a subscriber. Until Dawn will be Wow, free. my nibble bet. Oh, did you have that? 
Yeah. Oh fuck me! I'm sorry, Will. It's I don't okay. see it. I don't see it tweeted. So it's not tweeted, so I'm not. I'm not upset. Oh, okay. All right. Fair. <laughs> yeah, I didn't tweet it either, but it just it just came to mind. Uh, so I want to make sure I'm. Everyone was aware. Uh, at least three of us are big fans in this uh, humble podcast of ours. So highly recommend getting that one. Play it co-op with your lady friend, or I will hopefully be playing friend. it within Let's... the next two weeks. Let's qualify this a little bit, Eric. Uh, there are two big fans and one eh, fan. Well, I think I'm probably somewhere in between you and Will, but I mean, okay, uh, uh, for a PS Plus game, that's pretty fucking good. That's Wait, great. That's you're an not, awesome game. You're not that big. I mean, we kind of talked about this in that I sort of played it wrong. Like I, I played it in probably ten different sessions spread out over like three months. I really don't want to do that hangover with you now. <clears throat> I mean, I, I didn't like the turn it took. Up until then, I was all in. And my complaints are not, like, coherent issues with the game. It's honestly, like, my biggest complaint is probably pacing. But, that again, that comes down to how I played it, which is yeah, probably just incorrect. Well, it's tough when, when it's a, a game you play with with a significant other and you have to do it on both your time rather than yeah, you should so tell her to buzz off. Just yeah. blame, just blame Sophie. Yep. Honestly though, now that I'm thinking about it and now that I said that out loud, I kind of feel like if she had nothing to do with it, I would not have played it after the first couple sessions. So maybe, maybe we can get into that a little bit when That's, we do our hangover. Fuck out of here. I don't want to be there for this one. I'm not going to poop on it. I really like it. Just, Corey, I'm very passionate over the games like that it. I love, and that's one of them. Listen, why can't we just have a, like a good, solid conversation about uh, Until Dawn? Because I take it personally. Without sensitivities coming out. That's how that's how the world works now, Corey. Yeah, no kidding. There's no conversation. We'll have to retreat to a safe space. We'll have, <laughs> have to have a proxy for this conversation. We'll just hold our campus hostage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it. I'm in. All right. I look forward to that. You know what I was thinking, uh, going back to the SNES Classic, though? When's the release date? It's, it's September something. I had it called up, and I didn't mention it today. Let's do a countdown. Say what? Let's September 29th. Let's, um, let's, let's, like, talk about each of these games individually. Oh, that's a good idea. That is, that is a very good idea. Go back and talk about it, yeah. Like We've got, how many weeks is that? Maybe two two games a week kind of thing. Too fucking many. Even if it's, you wanted uh, wanted months? to do an episode SNES Classic preview. Oh, I, I like and, I like uh, maybe broaching a couple of them each week. I like that. Yeah, I feel I feel like if 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 we run the risk of doing what we like to do, which is an easy easy breezy <laughs> overview, if we cram it all into one episode. Yeah. No, I gotcha. I gotcha. What's his problem? <laughs> Boy, I come late and I just keep taking all these shots from everybody. <laughs> you know what my problem is? Is I uh, I had your standards are too high. Well, no, I had a few beers before joining this episode, okay. and I am having another currently. So Getting a little uppity. Yeah. Okay. Nice. I forgot I don't like drunk Corey. <laughs> I love drunk Corey. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. I love unless drunk Eric. Unless he's just hammering on me about Dead Island. <laughs> What episode was that? I feel like people should go back and listen to that one. That like was early. Twenty. You know, yeah, that you, was early. you knocked me for that, but I'm still waiting for an answer. I, I, 
I don't remember if I gave you one, but I feel like I gave you as good a one as you're getting. Yeah, fair enough. By the way, while I'm thinking about it, a little off topic here, while we're thinking of old episodes, uh, the shout out, the trivia for last, was it last week's show? Yes. Uh, back to St. Patty's Day 2012 episode. I went back, I actually listened to it that night because I started listening to it and I couldn't stop and I was dying. Uh-huh. It was it was pretty good. You know if, how if I may say, you know how podcasts go back and talk about their older episodes and they're always really embarrassed about how they sound. Yeah, I feel like we look back on ours and say we were so much better. Well, we were more fun for sure. And I think we we chat a little bit about this in our our collective yeah. uh, work our thumbstick athletes work chat. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that back then we were all in the same room. We were a little bit younger. We had less yeah. responsibilities. We could drink. We could exactly. enjoy ourselves. Not that we're and not we enjoying did. ourselves doing this. And we did. But... I'm still and, 22, and baby. We had Tyler there as a punching bag, which really I brought fe- something to the table. I fell asleep. I was so drunk one time I fell asleep in the studio after I got done compressing an episode and woke now, up at like 4 o'clock in the morning. Passing out because he's tired. <laughs> Couple weeks ago, yeah, probably, Will, yeah. Will, well, that Will was sent me a Snapchat of you passed out at your desk. Well, that was because I had I had pulled an all nighter, so that's I think right. I, I get a pass right. on that. Yeah, mm. yeah. Go back and listen to the St. Patty's Day 2012 if you want a snapshot of thumbstick athletes' <laughs> early days, glory days. Yeah. yeah, the glory days, the good old days. Anywho. Our, our golden era. That's uh, my nibble else? bit. Anyone else have, have nibble bits? Corey, do you have anything? I got one. Will, you got you got another one? Yeah. It's sure. uh so Modern Warfare Remastered is now out on PlayStation for a standalone price of forty dollars. And doesn't it not come with the extra maps that they put in? Oh, does it not? I'm pretty sure it does not. Um, let me see, let me read this article, blah, 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 blah. So let me just what give a little, little background here. Uh, so we understand this. To get the remaster of this with, was it Infinite Warfare it came with? Correct. You had to pay an extra $20. But now, you have to pay $40 for it, and you don't get the extra maps. If you want everything, you'll probably also want the variety map pack, which is a separate $15 for the multiplayer <laughs> maps, Broadcast, Chinatown Creek, Kill House. So That's at the end of the day, you're looking for about 60 bucks. Wow. Yep. You know, you everybody should have just spent the $80 to get both of the games. No, everyone should have just ignored all of it and not bought either one of them. Whoa, Dan, that's... <laughs> That I sort of stuff's going to keep oh, happening. <laughs> it's going to keep happening. Uh, the only other one I'm going to do is if they do World at War, which I don't think is going to happen now, because this is the World War II game that they're putting out, and they haven't announced that. I mean, it's cool that they did that, but $40 for not even everything? That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, that's BS. It's not worth it. Uh, my recommendation is to not buy it. Yeah, I would say not buy it unless you really want some Call of Duty 4. Yeah, Beardless in the chat puts it perfectly. I love Modern Warfare, but this remaster can fuck off. I think that yeah. pretty much nails it. 
That sounds like a line from Eric Homa, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> well, beardless. Like I said, he nailed it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, anything else? No bits? I had a couple. Uh, once again, I'm, I'm, I'm really slacking here. I did not paraphrase them as I like to do, so I'm not going to sound uh, nearly as eloquent or on top of these <laughs> as I as I try to be. But Final Fantasy 15 patch came out uh, 1.12, which allows the off-road regalia. Have you guys seen any of the videos uh, of the no. off-roading? No. I haven't either, but apparently they're really awkward. Like I've read some headlines that there's some there's some awkward stuff that goes on. And apparently this patch is 8.65 gigabytes, which is big, but is nothing compared to the 4K patch for Forza. That's Forza, over 100. Yeah. 100 gigabytes. Yikes. Yeah. Yikes. Mm. Ain't nobody got space for that. I, I'm not surprised that it was a little bit janky. Yeah, I don't think it's... I don't get it. I don't understand why it's necessary. Like, That's what I was just going to say. This is not Grand Theft Auto. You know, this is Final Fantasy Fifteen. There's yeah. no reason to leave the road in your car, really. Like, no. I mean, if you're really That's struggling to get somewhere... Yep, that was my point. Yeah, if you're really struggling to get somewhere, there's a system in there called Chocobos. But, whatever. Um, I kind of, like, I'm on the fence about getting a PS4, guys. I really am. Really? Yeah, because I have uh, two coworkers who are all psyched about Destiny 2. Okay, hold on a fucking second. Yeah. What about the two so people Corey, you grew up with? Corey's going to buy a PS4 for these new coworkers of his, but he couldn't play fucking Destiny with Will and Eric. Well, uh, I'm totally against I mean, this. In in the three months I've worked with them, I've learned to understand that they are way more reliable than you guys are when it comes Whoa. to online gaming. I, Eric, you're you're better. Okay. But... No, 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 no. Oh, so I'm the worst. I is what you're saying? I can count on two hands the number of times I've gotten a text. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm any better. Okay, just, well that's fair then. Yeah, no, I know I'm <laughs> terrible at it, but I just like knowing that that that's their mo is Destiny Two on the PS4, and they're like talking about having a couple regular Destiny Two nights a week. That kind of like gets me, that gets me engaged a little bit because we talk about it, but we never do it. You know. Hold on, Beardless Two in the chat says this is how it ends. <laughs> <laughs> You know, one of my good friends got a new job and made new friends, and, like, he relies on them way more than his old friends. So, like, what is this with the new friends group? Like, just... You guys aren't friends. Well, you're you know family. You know what? I, I kind of hear you, Corey, because if I'm being honest, like, I very regularly play FIFA, like, very regularly, almost every day now, with Jeff and Showtime and Showtime's <laughs> brother, Unit, who, like, you know, I know... But I didn't grow up with them. You, I guess you, you really you just got to find that like like you said a reliable group who's like super committed to the, to a game. Yeah, yeah. So I, I know I, I will you, never. But I, I'm also pissed off at you. <laughs> uh, but I forget why I brought that. Up. Oh, uh, Final Fantasy 15. Because I'm also interested, and this is rare for me, interested in the DLC for Final Fantasy 15. I liked that game enough to be curious about the additional lore that's going to be implemented. What ha, have any of the DLCs come out for that? Will? Who's what? 
for Final Fantasy so. 15? I'll defer to you. Have have uh, any of the DLCs come out? Because I know I, each each uh, DLC is focused on uh, one of the the bros, right? Yeah. So the Prompto one is either coming out soon or is already out, and then I think Ignis is the other one that hasn't come out yet. Okay. If I remember correctly. I definitely know the Prompto one is coming up. I don't know about the Ignis one. Legendary in the chat says two of them have come out. Okay. There you go. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I'm, I'm curious. I want to get these in graphic novel form. That would be cool. Yeah, that's fine, Corey. Do, do what you got to do over there. Corey, you caused quite the stir. <laughs> yeah, you really riled up the fans, too. I hope you're happy. <laughs> Uh, you know what? I don't even Savage want to do my. threatened to leave. He threatened to stand up and walk out. I don't even want to do my other nibble bit. <laughs> what is this one? About Chris and, about Chris and Austin? <laughs> is this about the time you decided to take everybody else you knew into space with you? Can I? Can I tell you? You guys joke about that, but there are people in my life that take that very seriously. All right, fair enough. Sorry, we joke about it. I we mean, joke about it so we don't cry. It's yeah. funny. It's funny with you guys. It's not funny with certain other people who take it very personally. <laughs> but do but, they listen to this? No, but I've talked about it. Okay. Elsewhere, it, and it made their day, or ruined their. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know if it ruined my day. I laugh to hide pain. And look at in the original list. I'll just come out here and say it. It has changed. So. But I, I, I promise the people, the people who are upset by this list, I promise them, I promise them that I would never address it again. All right. All right. So, because, I mean, if you got, like, there's, if you know one thing about me, it's, it's, I stick to my guns. <laughs> and even if, if something like that would upset somebody, I'd be like, I'm really sorry, but that's just how it is. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's fine, Corey. You're a real asshole, Corey. Yeah, you're uh, but it, but it, but it has since changed. Not based on anybody's feedback, just based on my own. Uh-huh. Did I, uh, did I make the cut? No, ah. it's his new coworkers. He said he's not going to broach the subject. Oh, that's right. It's, uh, it's the guys I'm going to play Destiny Two with. No, I'm just kidding. Well, that's that's what Will and I had both. All right, let me do my other nibble bit, and then I'm going back to work because. I feel like I'm being targeted. <laughs> Thank God. Let him let him go. Hurry up. I need to go back to university to feel more comfortable. <laughs> Star Citizen, uh, apparently, again, this is one I planned on paraphrasing and getting the nitty-gritty details out of, but uh, Star Citizen uh, responded to rumors of financial crisis. The long and the short of it is that they filed for some sort of loan in the UK, but it turns out that that is just a normal UK thing to do. And it's that's a for, have for you. It's a forward on tax tax returns or something like that. Yes, I mean people kind of kind of blew it out of proportion. Um, that's not to say there may or may not be financial issues with Star Citizen. I think the amount of money they raised, uh, based on how long this game has been in development and the trickle of updates and everything, like it's just. <laughs> I struggle believing that this whole project is well managed financially. Yeah. It's just too sure. much. It's too much. Uh, but I guess we'll find out. I mean, when's the release date? I know we've talked about it in the past because it was planned for 
a certain date at one point or another, but I know that yeah. has since slipped and I don't know that there's even been an update. So there's a couple pieces of the game that you can play, but obviously it's nowhere near the complete complete product. Right. I was following it for a while, but like you said, there hasn't been any as far as I've heard significant updates about it, so I just kind of stopped paying attention to it. I'll worry about it if and when it comes out. Yep. <clears throat> okay. Anything else, Corey? No. All right. How's your week? <laughs> <laughs> really good. He made two really good new friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. I. <laughs> wow. What a week it's been. So <laughs> between this and the chat. So okay, let me let me give you a little rundown of my week. It's 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 been a tough it's been a tough week. Uh I've ha- I had arguably one of the biggest presentations uh of my adult career work wise oh. this week. Actually today. It was a, a four hour conference call. Oh uh, preceded by yesterday was an eight hour meeting to prep for the four hour conference call today, which is why I was having beers before I came on this podcast. But, uh, it's been a crazy week and it really sucks because as of tomorrow at noon, I go to hippie festival in upstate New York, uh, and then leave from hippie festival in upstate New York to go to Edmonton, Alberta, Canada to be in the mountains for a week, which is particularly bad timing because we are launching a major campaign, uh, for this client with this, big presentation and all that in the middle of July. So it's been a rough, rough week for me uh, and will continue to be a rough week, two weeks. Well, how did your presentation go? It went well. Good. I don't, I, 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 I don't want to, there's a lot I could say. I don't want to talk too much about it just because I don't know how much of it is. And, uh, NDA'd, but it went well. It went well. Thank you for asking. Yeah. But that's, um, that's pretty much been it. Oh, I saw A Cure for Wellness. Have any of you guys seen that movie? No. Okay. Heard kind of, of a dumb, kind of a dumb movie, but that's honestly that's all I have to say because I haven't done anything this week of interest. Okay. Will, what do you got? Well, pretty much gearing up to leave for uh, to head to the mountains in Edmonton. Been working a lot this week, which you know. By the way, Will. Yo. Uh, I got you and I set up for international phone. Good. So we have unlimited text. Okay. Excuse me. But only 200 megabytes of data each. So you got to be careful on the data. Oh, but at boy. least we have unlimited text. Okay. So just don't download or stream anything. Yeah. Okay. That's, I mean, if you need to, much. by all means. But nah, I don't. I don't think I would need to. Feel Wi-Fi. Unless like Snapchat. Slices through my data. Speaking Maybe. of Snapchat, well, you sent me one and I sent you one back the other day because you yelled at me last week. I know, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, making an effort. Did you like my snap too? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I think I sent it to Corey too, but Corey didn't acknowledge it. Yeah. Well, I know better now. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to ream you out. Yeah, but no, I'm just kind of coming up for a strategy to disappear into the mountains in Edmonton and uh, never return. Mm-hmm. We can uh, we can talk about that, Will, because that sounds too, appealing. Too far yep. away. 
I don't like that. You shouldn't talk about it on the podcast. Yeah, because now we know where you're going to be. Oh, shit. Now we're boned. <laughs> well, no, just don't talk about your specific plans. Oh, Have, yeah. um, as much there... as I'd like to hear them. Has there been any... Um... Have there been any instances of, I mean, we always talk about the, the 9-11 situation and how many, if, if people did, how many people threw their wallets on the pile of rubble and then disappeared. Has any, have there been any instances where those people have turned up and talked about that happening? Not that I've heard. Interesting. I've never heard any of this, what you just mentioned. I just remember, like, back when it happened, I remember my dad talking about it a lot, like bringing that up whenever it came up in conversation. That is that question. Like how many people just like walked up to the pile of rubble threw their wallet in there. And that was it, especially in New York city where people are like, like really, really struggling, stressed out, maybe a lot of like, yeah, bad investments. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. If I was in a bad enough way and didn't really have much to fall back on. Yeah. I'd probably do it. I think I would do it if I was single. If I didn't have a strong family bond, yeah, no, I would not even hesitate. Well, I mean, you'd have to really trust your family, but you could, you could kind of tell them. Yeah. Like I'm alive. Don't worry. Be in touch. Yeah. Yeah. Corey, I think you, with your specific family, you could probably get away with it. I like it. Yeah. They wouldn't tell on you. Nope. What'd your like other name be? I'd I'd probably forget. Patrick Wig. That's <laughs> my pen name. Pen Patrick name. Patrick Wig. Patrick Wig. It's a pretty good pen name, right? It's all right. Okay. And mine would well, be mine would be Chaz. Chaz. Chaz Wig. Chaz Wig. <laughs> Thank you for giving me my last name. I couldn't come up with one. Well, usually it's uh, your first pet's name and the street you grew up on. Prissy Wig. Chrissy Wig. <laughs> Sergeant Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> that's a porn name, Eric. Yeah, that's a that's actually a bondage. That's name. the first dog I remember being bought for me when I was little. But we had one before that that uh, I remember. And that dog was Curly. So it would be Curly Shirley. <laughs> oh, there you go. So. That's pretty good. That's pretty yeah. good. I got nothing other than that. Uh, I played a little bit of Dragon Age. Uh, oh, I played uh, some Diablo 3, too, the Necromancer DLC. Uh-huh. We're not in one we played yet. Uh, just a little tease. I didn't get to tease earlier. Okay. Yeah, no, right. that, that's it. Was that a free update? <laughs> no. Oh, shit. What'd you buy it on? <laughs> Blizzard doesn't do anything P- for free. PC. Fuck. I, uh... Well, I don't know where my... Do you have it on PS4, Diablo? Yeah. Oh, I have disc, though. Yeah, I think I have the disc. Because I haven't had my PlayStation 4 in the whole year. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That was going to be my first My Week thing, is Will dropped off his, his PS4 to me. Oh. What, what day was it? Tuesday? Tuesday, yeah. I drove... Okay, this was my day Tuesday. <laughs> I woke up. Drove right to get a haircut, you know, get my my mustache and beard shaved and all that stuff. Um, Do you you have that groomed at the barber? I do. Wow. I'm friends with... I've known the kid for a very long time. He's younger than me. Uh, So I trust him. 
to make me look pretty. So did that, drove back, took a nap, uh, ended up driving to Corey's an hour and a half, and then an hour and a half back, and then driving into Dan to deliver the PlayStation lift and then drive home. So I was in the car for probably like five hours Tuesday. Yeah, it sucked. Hey, I met you. It's true, you did. You did meet me. I shaved a good hour off your trip. Yep, in Eaton. West Eaton, yes. Oh, the bustling metropolis of West Eaton. It was a little weird because, like, I had no service for, like, a 25-minute stretch, and that that stretch included West Eaton, so. Huh. Yeah. But I did pull over to get some pictures of Hatch Lake, too. What a beautiful lake. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's all I got. Okay. Um, yeah, so I haven't I haven't started. Uh, I'm going to start with Horizon Zero Dawn. I haven't started yet. I've also had a had a busy week. I had six computers I had to build this week. So Ooh. any what the, what little spare time I I have in a day was was consumed by uh, computer building. But um, I finished the last one today, although it had dead RAM. Luckily, I had extra, so I could put that in it, so I could finish building it. But I've had to bad luck with dead parts. Dead on arrival. That sucks. Yeah, it slows things up quite a bit. It's um, it's a little bit different when it's you're building it for somebody else because you don't care as much. Yeah. But I mean, if it's yours, you're like, oh, this sucks because well, you have I to was, wait so much longer. I was thinking about it too, like, and you know, you, people always criticize the the people who buy pre-built systems. Um, but at the same time, like, if you don't know. Because, like, the computer today that I built had bad RAM, and it would turn on and run for, like, three seconds and then shut off. If you don't know what that means, it could literally be any computer part. I knew it was RAM because I've had that happen to me before. Um, but you could, you know, if you if it's your first time or you don't know what you're doing building a computer, like, you could end up replacing everything. So, I, you know, I never never criticize the people that like to buy pre-built systems because it's a pain in the balls if you don't if you don't know that stuff. Yeah. Why do people got to so, pick on other people for liking pre-built I systems? I don't know. It, the, I mean, the one I had, or I should say had, was, was pre-built initially. I've since put a lot of stuff in it, but... Um, Dan, yeah. how does um how does, how does your your side hustle work? Is it... Uh, do you have one system, and, and it's the same parts for every system, or are there options, and you're getting different parts? In there's... Your- there's options. It's more or less the same build. Like everything has the same kind of RAM, same motherboard. Uh, we're actually building right now. We're we're building a uh, AMD Ryzen system to be our budget system. Uh, so we're experimenting. I've got the parts for the Ryzen computer for the most part. I mean, we need a couple other things, but that's going to be our budget build. But for the most part, like there's just a thing or two that might be different. Like uh, for the most part, they have two graphics cards. They have uh, integrated video because they need to run like eight monitors. Um, they'll have 16 gigabytes of RAM. The standard is a 128 gigabyte solid state drive. Uh, some people want like extra hard drives in them, but more or less it's, it's the same type of stuff. Like I said, we're working on a budget system with, uh, AMD Ryzen processors. So, um, okay, that, that's going to be, I'm probably gonna be testing that next week to see how it goes. But yeah, it's been so much easier since we switched over to windows 10 and solid state drives. When I first started building them, it was Windows Seven and the, you know, the normal hard drives, and it took like three hours to install Windows. Now it takes like half an hour to install Windows and all the updates with how fast it goes. With the solid Great. state drive, solid state drive and Windows Ten on the USB stick is amazing. 
Um, so your your systems that you're building are primarily for stock trading, correct? Yeah. And what is the what is the key component that is uh, conducive to stock trading in a in it's a in a PC? Running multiple monitors. So okay. at the very least, like if you got the the cheapest system, it would need to run four monitors. But some of them run eight, some of them run nine, some of them run six. And it's all got different bits of data on it. Uh, I don't do that part of it. I only like I I build the systems, I install Windows and and all the updates uh, and make sure they're running. And then I ship them off to the guy who owns the company. Um, He comes and gets them and he 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 does the stress testing uh, on the system. And then he puts because he's that's what it's the stock training software that he uses. Uh, and it needs a really strong processing power because that's what runs the mathematics in the background or whatever. I don't know quite how that works, but you know, being in gaming, like I know powerful computers, so that's how that's how that was the genesis of our our company. So cool, yeah. But business has been booming. It's been nice. That is nice. It's nice Good. too that I could start building a computer at one o'clock in the morning if I want do it as long as i get them done have you ever thought about so you get these requests uh i don't know how they're channeled but have you ever thought about reaching out to the person who orders them and being like hey you and me can (laughs) you and me can do this thing on our own no no (laughs) no dan's not a shyster Corey. (laughs) i'm i'm also not great with financial matters so that would be our uh that's our our owner handles all that stuff He's got this the setup through Amazon, the business account and and rebates and all that tax break, you know, all that stuff he's got sorted. So, yep. But that's that was where, that's where we struggle. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm terrible with that sort of stuff. Yeah. I have a cursory knowledge of how it all works, but that's about it. <clears throat> so, that was my week. Uh I don't have any right now that i have to build so hopefully i can get back into regular gaming and i've got to beat horizon before i get my playstation back to will so yeah uh, at the very least (laughs) you don't beat until dawn i'll be very mad at you yeah i should be able to do that i mean me and the wife are watching game of thrones again um we're almost almost caught up so before the new season starts but we'll we'll take like two or three nights maybe and and play through that so that's all i've Go ahead. You have like two weeks before I brought yeah. it back, so yep, that should be enough, I would think. So that's all I got, Eric. What do you got for my week? For your um, week. Well, I've gotten the go ahead from the wife to announce our news. We are expecting our first child in January. Hey, uh, January twelfth. January fifth, which for our longtime <laughs> listeners is. Former intern Tyler's birthday, oddly enough. Oh, wow. Uh, I know it doesn't often happen that it is on that day, but that'd be quite something. Uh, so, yeah, we're excited. Uh, just done with the first trimester. Just about. Uh-huh. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Moving into a new house, getting a new baby. Big things. Times are a changing. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So. That switch is going to be affects my pro clubs. The switch is going to be real nice when that when that happens. <laughs> Eric, I'm looking forward to to having a conversation with you like maybe a year from now. Yeah, because I feel like you're one of the few people who would be totally honest with me about <laughs> having a like, child. Have a kid. Yeah, 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 I'll be well, honest yeah. With you. you don't think I would <laughs> be honest I hate with it, you if 
if I hate it, I'll just be like, yeah, it's fucking blows, Corey. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. You don't I think, think I'd be honest like about it? I feel like you would be honest with me about that. Yeah, I would. No, Dan, I don't. And that's <laughs> not that's no disrespect to you. I I feel like Dan would be fairly honest with you. I don't Yeah, absolutely would. Maybe I'm just looking for somebody to tell me no, don't do this. <laughs> And you think Eric's your best shot at it? Yeah. No, no, I don't. I'm glad to take on that challenge. I don't think that. I just, I just know uh, Eric's very candid about a lot of things. So no, what it is is it's a hard transition, but after you get used to it, like everything just becomes normal. So yeah, you know, it's it's crazy at first. I I'd say probably about a month it takes you to get get used to the the idea of caring for another another soul for. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you know, but after that it just becomes normal and it's just part of the routine and you just, I feel feel like you're answering. I yeah. And I feel like you're answering a different question by saying that Dan. Well, are you asking me if you should have, are you asking if you should have a child? You know what I I don't know specifically what you're asking. I need to ask somebody who is old and Uh didn't have children, how they feel about it. I know a couple people that I work with. I would I would be seriously interested to to get some perspective from that kind of person. Yeah. Well, that yeah. person's not going to give you perspective. They're only going to give you perspective on what it's like to not have a child. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. There's <laughs> and, nothing wrong with that. But if and, that's and, but, the, only, but the question is also like, do you have regrets about having that a tra- you didn't have about, kids? Yeah. Oh, I, you know what? Here's the problem with that. You'd have to find somebody who you also trusted to give you an honest answer with that, because the people that I've met that don't have kids, I feel like would say they don't have regrets, but I also don't believe them. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. I've a lot of cases too. Uh, I, I feel like the people that didn't have children are people that shouldn't have had children too. Oh my god! But there's so many that do that shouldn't. <laughs> there's <laughs> there's exactly. that too, definitely. Um. Uh... Yeah, but uh, yeah, so that's coming up. <laughs> Looking forward to it. You know, I feel like uh, I'm probably as ready as I'm going to be to have a kid. I'm 33. I just go to work and come home and like, I'm usually just bored. So I'm like, all right, you know, this is going to give me something constructive and meaningful to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And hopefully I can teach this child about life and, you know. Yeah. I also, I mean, this is getting kind of deep, but I have a lot of like existential questions about like purpose, you know, those big questions that a lot of people have. And it's like, well, will having a child answer those? Will I like finally have some sense of meaning, you know? You know, I I don't know about that, Corey, but I do do know that I I don't feel great about bringing a child into the world right now. Uh huh. And that is not. You know, necessarily just because of Donald Trump, because that's probably what most people would think when I say something like that. But I just don't like where the world is at as a place right now. So I don't feel great about that part of it. I feel like that child's almost set up for some fuckery. Uh, (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, it's happening. So you just got to hope that they do my best. (laughs) they'll, They'll try to make it a better place. Yeah, that's all you can hope for. And I hope that I can do my part to, uh, give them the opportunity to do so yeah so but we're excited uh looking forward to it yeah Yeah. congrats man that's awesome thank you sir looks like it's down to me and Corey now yeah (laughs) i think will's next yep will's already got a few (laughs) well when we started 
Dan did not. I think we yeah. argued about this, but you did not no, have Ma- a child, right? Max was born. He was. He was old. born. Okay. Yeah. Three or four months old when we started, and now I'm up to four. So there's yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, my wife, before we ended up, uh, before she got pregnant, she said like if we were going to end up having a family because we were on the fence, uh, we decided to just. We decided we'd be good with it either way. So we yeah. said, you know what? Let's just let nature take its course. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't happen, great. And it happened, and we're good mm-hmm. with it. Um, but she, before she was into the pregnancy, she's like, if we're going to have a family, I want to have, like, four kids. Uh-huh. And I was like, I don't know about that. So she's having one hell of a time feeling real sick. And oh, she's like, okay. I don't know if I want to do this again. <laughs> Maybe just one. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, funny. yeah, it's rough. I feel bad for her. You know what? A lot of that stuff she'll she'll forget. Yeah, I know. I, sure. f- I feel like it's nature because even uh, even like the birthing process, I feel like you're you're programmed to forget what that's like. And, and yeah. my wife, you know, she she talks about that all the time. Yeah. Just because if you if you vividly remember like how sick you were or how painful yeah, why, it was, why would you do it? Again? Why would you do it ever again? So I, I my, like um, forget that stuff. My mother-in-law, I'll call her. I'm not married, but my girlfriend and I have been together seven years, and it's inevitable common that law. we common law marriage. Essentially, we will get married at some point. Uh, she kind of pitches the whole thing as like, it's kind of funny to hear her talk about it. Cause she talks about how like awesome it is to give birth almost as if it's like some science experiment that she's all in on. And I've never huh. heard that perspective of it. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's painful and it sucks, but she talks about it in like, it's all, like an alien almost, you know, it's, it's just really interesting. Well, I, now that like I'm living it, like, you know, I obviously Dan and I are really close. I've been for years and I know other people too, that, that I'm close with that have children. But like, now that like I'm living it myself, it's the fucking weirdest thing. Like, yeah, we'll just be laying in bed. And I think it's a fucking human grown in your stomach. What's wrong yeah. with you? I like, never like, I never like, like do that. <laughs> I never like seeing seeing the children kick and like seeing the belly move. Oof. It always freaked so me weird. out of it. Just even like seeing the the growth from when we found out at our first appointment to where we, where things are now. Just seeing on the ultrasound like the growth of the baby and how it's forming limbs and it's just it's it's awesome, but it's so weird. You know. Yeah. It's it's hard to wrap your mind around the fact that like. It, six months from now there'll be a baby coming out of my wife yep <laughs> it's the fucking weirdest thing it is weird you, you can never another see it human either. yeah but i'll yeah i could see where your mother-in-law is coming from Corey. i could yeah. I'll, I'll probably ball like a baby when it's born yeah yeah i would imagine like i anticipating it happening to me yeah i feel the same way like holy crap fucking weird man it's cool though it is it is cool yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah but that's our baby talk for the week (laughs) there'll there'll be plenty more uh anything else going on not not too much really uh enjoyed my last two days the wife and i had two days off together uh because we did have the doctor's appointment we got to enjoy a couple of days without the fucking humidity down here which was great Mm. Had a nice breeze. We went up to um, Orchard 
no, I'm sorry, Carter Mountain, if you're ever in Charlottesville, really cool orchard near uh, Monticello. Um, got some apple pie and some bold rock hard cider and just sat at the top of the mountain, overlooks the city. It was great. Just one of those places where you go to and you think, man, it doesn't get too much better than this on a Tuesday afternoon, you know? Um, yeah. So that was fun. Yeah, not not too awful much going on. I did want to say, I think it was last week I mentioned I was watching The Leftovers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've kind of lost interest. It lost me. I don't know. I just didn't... Uh, I, I think it's the hour-long episodes is a big reason. Uh-huh. There's, an, I don't feel like there's enough going on to warrant hour-long episodes. Oh, uh, I gotcha. You know? Yeah. So I, I don't know if I'll go back to it. I'm, I'm pretty much back in the office mode <laughs> as usual it's always a good choice yeah but i think it's about right. it for me okay should we get into what we played yeah all right Corey, we'll start with you because i want to hear about hollow knight okay um hollow knight where to begin so hollow knight came out early this year it's mm-hmm. it's one of the top rated games of the year uh, it does, it scratches that indie kind of retro platform, action adventure platformer, uh, game in the same way that like Shovel Knight and, um, what's the other one? Rogue Ori. Legacy did. But it's a Japanese game. So it has this element of, it's sort of like Dark Soulsy in 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 that it has this element of uh, discovery that you're unsure about. So when you meet people in like Dark Souls, you're like, I don't know who this is or what they do. And there's a lot of that in Hollow Knight. So you're it's the Metroidvania of like backtracking and exploring this new area and getting abilities that allow you to traverse uh, a area that you weren't able to traverse previously and unlocking new attack abilities. And, uh, there's this whole system called charms that gives your character, uh, ancillary abilities. So for instance, I just got this one called the, I think it's the thorn charm or something like that. And every time I take damage, the enemy takes damage too. Um, but Every time, like, there's so many different non-player characters and, and areas in, in the, the zones that you're exploring. By the way, there are multiple biomes, which is something I love in video games, you know, because you spend so long in one specific, like, dungeon area, and it all feels very similar uh, room to room. And then you move on to one that's like a forest area with overgrown kind of weird poisony things. And there's another one where it's all mushrooms and like weird fungi and, and uh, swamps and stuff like that. And then there's another one that's just like lightning bolts and bubbles. You know, it does that, that whole biome thing that I, I really like. Um, but yeah, just going back to the, the Japanese aspect, you're meeting so many like random NPCs and you don't always know what they do right away. And as you uh, get further into the game, they do different things. Um, there's also one of my favorite, favorite aspects of the game is every specific area has what's called um, the stag stag tunnel or something. I can't remember specifically now, but it's this this kind of hidden spot that you find in every area that is just this beetle. It's like fast travel. 
but you have to like ring this bell to get this beetle to come. And then when you hop on the beetle of fast travel, there's this quick little animation where the, of this you sitting on this beetle, like riding through this tunnel. Um, it's just nice little graphical touches and animations like that, that I, I really appreciate. And, um, also this sense of, uh, being unsure about what you're doing and why, like you play this, you're, you're the hollow knight. You play this like shell of a human that is exploring what seems to me anyway, I'm, I'm kind of unsure on what's going on is some sort of like afterlife underworld kind of thing. And uh, the the hub area is this town that all but at least when you start all but one person has abandoned, and this person tells you like, oh, everybody else has explored the depths below, trying to find riches and stuff like that. Uh, so as you're exploring these depths below, you're reintroducing NPCs to this hub world uh, by finding them and and sort of liberating them back to to this town that you're repopulating, uh, and they provide services in the town. So. Really cool game, really, really awesome, really beautiful to look at. Uh, I think, for me anyway, I haven't played a ton of games this year, but this game sort of scratches that platforming adventure indie itch that I get fairly regularly. And it's really nice to play, especially after playing games like Horizon and Zelda, like these giant open world games. Uh, even a game like Resident Evil, like these first-person, you know, photorealistic games with crazy action, it's just nice to to scale it back a little bit and and see something that is more stylized and two D. So um, that that's my piece on 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 Hollow Knight. Uh, those are really the standout elements. I mean, there there's an aspect of. Uh, of growth, like I, I mentioned with unlocking charms, um, as as you play, like you can heal yourself. So long as you populate, I, I'm forgetting the terminology, but there's this uh, sphere that you fill when you attack enemies, and it fills this sphere, and then you use that sphere to heal yourself. So even if you're fighting a boss and he's wrecking you, as long as you're careful and you get in a few hits here and there, you can heal yourself. Uh, which I really like because a lot of times I'll go up to a boss and just have no idea how to fight it. And I'll take a few hits and, you know, kind of figure it out a little bit and then kind of step back a little bit and make sure I get a few jabs in there just so I can slowly fill that sphere so that I can heal myself. So there's a lot of really cool uh, ideas in there. But you're also carrying, um, I think they're called geodes, I'm not sure, which is your form of currency that you get from defeating enemies. And there's that Dark Souls element of, if you die, you have one chance to go back and get those items. But if you die in the meantime, you lose them completely. So I played about two and a half hours total, and I stopped yesterday. I played a little bit. I stopped um, for the very first time because that happened to me for the first time, where I had over a 1,000 of these geodes, and I died, and I was like, oh, shit, I got to go back and get it. And in the process of going back and getting them, I died again. So I was like, oh, all right, I might return to this game, but I also don't have a lot of time to play games. So maybe I'm done with it, even though I really like it, you know? That's unfortunate, Corey. I mean, it is and it isn't, because I, I, I did get like two and a half hours of, of really fun gameplay out of it. Um, I'm just at the point now where it's like, well, I lost all that currency 
I mean, I could earn it back and I didn't really need it because I bought most of the important things I could buy for the time being. I know more will come later, but I don't know. It's just tough. It's just tough to go back to that. Now, I've read some people who said that that's their game of the year so far. I mean, how do you feel about that? I could see Over. it. I mean, it's it's seriously one of the best types of the I know we've seen a lot of these games in the last five years, but it's one of the best, in my opinion. I think the best comparison is Shovel Knight. Um, it's way better than Shovel Knight, and I really it's, liked Shovel Knight. You know, it's got more of a story, right? It does, yeah. Uh, one I can't articulate as well as I can the story <laughs> of Shovel Knight, but it's there. But that's kind of what I like about it. That's part of the charm for me is the intrigue, the yeah. Dark Souls intrigue. Okay. Yeah, I can't wait for that to come out on the Switch. That's just what that's what I'm waiting for to play it. Even though the nine what nine eighty nine uh, Steam price is very tempting, but yeah. I think Do that's we have one a release I just... date for that. No, it's. I think it's supposed to come out like late summer, early fall, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So, uh, the only other item I'll add is that I mentioned the Dark Souls aspect of when you die, you can go back and get those geodes or souls if you want to use the dark souls terminology but uh you also have to defeat a shadow version of yourself to get them back so not only is it get to the spot where you were so you can retrieve them it's defeat this shadowy floaty version of you Uh uh, which is what happened i got to this corpse of mine and it killed me and then i was that's when i stopped so nice yeah Highly recommended, especially if I think all three of you guys would really like it. So yeah. if you get yeah, a chance. I'll get it for Switch. Destructoid gave it a 10 out of 10. So, yep. And it's got a 9 out of 10 on Steam. I think it was I think it was Jed Whitaker on Destructoid that said he, for him it was his game of the year over Horizon and Breath of the Wild and wow. some other game. <laughs> I can't remember. What a hipster. <laughs> I could see that, really. I can. Okay. Uh, did you play anything else, Corey? Played a little more Horizon before Will took it. I don't think I really have anything new to report. I feel like I got the kind of full picture of that game. Uh, I still really like it. I'm trying to think if I play I mean, Rocket League here and there. Oh, I actually... Did I hit it? No, I'm one... Eric, I know you only play doubles, right? Yep. I'm doing, uh, I play all the playlists, and I'm one, maybe one or two wins away from platinuming the, is it, what's the, what's the, the three on three with teams? Say what? Whatever playlist that is, the three on three, where you do three on three, and you, and you can also do that with teams. Is it solo standard or solo? No, yeah. it wouldn't be so low standard. It would no, just be just standard. 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 Just the yeah. standard playlist. I'm like one or two wins away from getting to platinum on that. So that's going to be really exciting for me. But that also is far and above the easiest playlist. I, oh boy, I've been on a real fucking just terrible streak in Rocket League. I got, I got back up into gold after our shenanigans at one time. And uh, I got dropped back down to silver. I think I managed to creep back into gold today. But I'm just hovering right there. Having a tough time time getting any better. We got to, what we need to do, Eric, is um, 
we need to have a solid Rocket League sesh. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Here's the thing. Uh, Christy, due to pregnancy, goes to bed pretty early every night. So you just let me know on a night you're free. We'll do it. Love to. I'm uh, uh, I'm out of pocket the next week, but after yeah. that, definitely. Yeah. I'll be here. Um, I And it's funny. You mentioned this. I don't know if you ever mentioned it on the podcast, but your first game when you boot up Rocket League having major ping issues. It's always in the 200s for me. I'd and say 8 out of 10 times. Ever since you mentioned that, that's been the case for me. Yep. It's always the first game. Yeah, what the heck? And then it's, and then it's fine. I actually saved a replay game, um, so I booted up for the for the first time in the in the day or whatever, and it was a one on one, and I had a ping two fifty, and above. Yeah. The whole time, and this dude was really razzing me. Like, oh my! God. It was pretty even for like the first half, but the second half he kind of ran away with it. So it was like three to seven or something like that, and I was kind of bummed. Uh, just cause he started being an asshole. Like he said, you're done mate. So I knew he was British right away. Um, and then I said something like, yeah, but my ping is like 250. So could have been know, Australian to be fair. Who's the, re- that, that, yeah, good point. Uh, who's, who's the real winner here? And then he said something else. And then I scored one goal and he's like, I'll still win. You watch. And then I came back and beat him. Like I scored nice. like three goals in the last minute and I saved the replay. So maybe that's one we share just so people can watch because I felt so yeah. good about myself with that one, with my ping the way it was. Hey, uh, it was great. In the chat, uh, Rafir said he has the same issue. And then Savage said the East servers just got patched. So we'll have to see if it's any better. Thank God. Like, I, I mean, I don't know netcode at all really to be to be honest but i just i wonder what causes that that's so just specific. the first game yeah yeah i, I don't get it first game lag. so what i started doing was doing the i every time i uh booted up rocket league the first game i would do unranked oh that's a good idea just is like a warm-up and it, it seemed to help so okay anything else Corey? no sir Right. Oh, I started playing Hearthstone again. Did I talk about this last week? <laughs> what? Yeah. You Just kind of on a whim. Like I sat down to poop one Saturday, last Saturday morning, and I was like, I want to see what's going on with Hearthstone. So they actually do something that I think is really cool. They do like uh, a sort of like welcome back campaign for you, <laughs> which I think is really neat. It's a really smart way because uh, I am. There's one expansion that came out. So the last time I played was in December and I just booted it up and they do. Um, first, you have to beat the innkeeper before you can return to ranked play. You have to beat the innkeeper three different times against three of the innkeeper's decks, uh, which is pretty cool. And Actually, then I- that deterred me from trying to play again. Seriously? Yeah, I didn't feel like playing three stupid games. I just wanted to. But you get rewarded with like decks for doing it well you know i went in to get a card that they're giving out for free and the next thing i know i have to play three matches and i was like no okay well um yeah that that's what sort of guided me through it like 
that was the incentive for me to get through it because I was unsure about the whole thing, but I was pooping and I wanted to, to play a little Hearthstone. Uh, but the incentive is, is always in front of you. It's like, well, you do this, you get, you get a couple decks. You do this, you get a couple decks. And then even after you beat the innkeeper and return to ranked play, they give you like welcome back quests, um, that also reward you with, with decks, uh, based on the most recent expansion. So this expansion that I had no cards for, uh, my whole welcome back campaign consisted of me earning some of those cards anyway, so at least I had an understanding. After I got through all of those, I struggled a little bit because um, I was using a standard deck, which is just like the basic class cards, the best version of the basic class cards, and I was doing a mage, so I was able to get to rank 19 pretty easily, but after that I was just getting destroyed. So it's a little bit frustrating, and... Um, I've earned, I have enough dust in my account and coins that I can kind of earn some more packs through Arena and craft a semi-coherent, successful deck based on the dust that I have. Um, but I still feel like even with all of their, you know, welcome back things, that returning users are probably still struggling with getting back into the game after being out of it for so long. But I still think it's a cool initiative on their part. Yeah. Okay. Hearthstone. Hearthstone. It's back. Huh. Sort of. <laughs> I'm excited. Are you, you going to keep back. playing it? I I don't know. I, I I'm going back and forth on that. I I'm sure I will, but it's it's tough because. I used to have such a good time playing ranked and trying out new decks and stuff. But at, when I was doing that, like I had so many cards and I had co- enough coins saved up to buy new, new decks and do arena runs to earn me new decks and everything. So even if I, I never, well, one time I bought one of the expansions, the first one, the next expansion, the rest of them were all coins just cause I played every day and did all the quests. Um, but I'm so far behind at this point that it's really hard to to figure out the meta and build a deck that can be competitive in the meta. So I don't know, to answer your question. I might just keep trying to build janky decks um, that, you know, sort of cherry pick some of the new cards that work in those janky decks. So there's this one card I built that only has two minions in it. One is a low-cost minion that summons a very high-cost minion. So on, like, turn three, I could have a 10-10 out. Uh, but the cards have to land just right. Yeah. When I played for a little bit, I had a deck that was similar to that. I had to have everything go just right to to have my, my deck work. And it worked a few times, but it wasn't yeah. very often. Rare. Right. So we'll, we'll see. Maybe I'll just stick to the tavern brawls every week. I have a friend who, that's how he plays. He just only does the tavern brawls every week and that gives him uh, a new pack. That's what the reward for, for winning a tavern brawl is, is a new pack. So maybe I'll just play that way. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Sounds good. Um, so I'll talk about the Futurama game because that's the only new thing I played. Uh, I got a notification like yesterday that the game was was finally available. I signed up for, once I knew it was coming out, being a Futurama fan, I, I signed up for the uh, the alert once it once it became available. Um and it's just a, it's essentially a mobile game, you know. It reminded me a lot of like Fallout Shelter, but with a Futurama 
it's not quite like that. It's not not the same, but you build buildings that that produce resources. You gather the resources to unlock new things, and and there's there's quests that you go on. But it's all like Futurama themed. So um, if you're not into Futurama, you're not gonna get anything from the game. But um, it's it's decent enough. I don't know if I'm gonna keep playing it. Uh, it's got some like old school Final Fantasy side battles and stuff. It's got some conversation things where you have to pick different uh, different things that Fry says to to help the quest. The quest is you you have to gather uh, seven relics or something to to stop the Hypnoverse or something from from because the Hypno Toad like took over the universe or something. So it's it's a really interesting premise and it's got a lot of good Futurama inside jokes and stuff in it. So that's why someone would play it with is for that stuff. But other than that, it's kind of a it seems to be thus far. I probably played half an hour worth. It seems to be a standard standard mobile affair. So and other than that, I played a lot of Mass Effect. Uh, I just got through the part Corey where um, I raided the Archon ship. Okay. What did you do with the uh, gentleman at the end? The gentleman at the end? Or maybe that happens earlier on in the process. It was the one with the Solarian arc. Gotcha. Okay. How far am I to the to the end? Um, I don't recall. So like halfway? It's tough for me to say because I played that game. Like I did everything for a while and then I yeah. just did nothing except main quest stuff. So I don't really remember where that fell in the process. Yeah. I'm still trying to do most things. There's a few things I'm leaving by the wayside, but yeah, it's, it's fun. I really don't want to say anything else. I don't want to spoil anything, but yeah, I'm enjoying my time. I'll probably put it on, on the shelf for now while I have Will's PlayStation so I can do horizon and make sure I, I play that all the way. And beardless says you're two main missions away. Oh, that's it. Just about. That's not bad. Bad at all. Because I did all most of the side stuff, so I probably don't have a lot of that left, so I'm probably not super far from, from the end. But anywho, that's what I played. Will, what do you got? Uh, So I've been playing a little bit more Dragon Age. I have probably six hours in the game at this point. I'm kind of just doing stuff in the hinterlands right now. Um, I know you guys all said to not spend too much time there. I'm only level 6 right now. I don't know where is a good point that I should stop. And there do you guys think? I think you you follow the main quest line when the main quest line is uh beyond level 6 and takes you outside of uh the hinterlands then you move on. Now I'm going to be honest, I have no idea what the main quest is. There's just so much on my map that I'm just like Doing I mean, everything. The main quests are identified as such. So I would start there. Hmm. I guess I haven't found the journal in the game then. Okay. Jay. I wish it was that easy. Well. It's probably on the start menu, right? Are you playing on Xbox? Yeah. Oh, I can't help you then. Yeah, I don't know. I like it so far. It's a lot of fun. Um there's not a whole lot to talk about it. It's just your standard RPG fair. Um, I really you enjoy it. You hate it. No, I don't hate it by any means. I plan on keeping on and continuing Well, don't playing. let them poison your mind. You can develop your own thoughts about the game. 
I'm about to download this new Final Fantasy 15 mobile game. No, just one. Go, go play regular Final Fantasy 15 and go off-roading, just like you've always wanted to do. That's such a dumb DLC. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I played was the Necromancer in Diablo 3. They put out the, the Necromancer DLC for $15, and they gave you other stupid stuff to make it seem like you're getting your money's worth for spending 15 on on a new character, but... You know, I don't really care about any of the cosmetic stuff or whatever else they give you. Uh, So, you know, Diablo is one of those games that I want to play a lot more of, but never end up playing more of. It's kind of like that with a couple of Blizzard's games, like with Heroes and Overwatch. Uh, I always have the hankering to play, but I never end up playing it. Uh, so this is giving me a good reason to go back and play it. I've only done... I've got to level 5 with the Necromancer, so I'm just kind of messing around with some of the early beginning stuff. But it's good to have my favorite character from the older games finally playable in the new one. Um, the Witch Doctor never really <laughs> filled that void for me completely. Because um, I like, I always liked playing Diablo 2 and having the Necromancer and summoning like 15 skeletons to fight for me and like 4... Uh, golems and just have them do all of my fighting for me so I could just run around collecting loot. I always really enjoyed doing that, so I'm looking forward to being able to do that again. Uh, that's really it, though. Nothing too much. Okay. I'm still thinking about Zelda every day. <laughs> I think the first piece of DLC came out for that. See, I'm bringing my Switch to Canada. Oh, there you go. So that would be the time to play it. Customs. Oh, I will fight. I will get banned from the country for that. They'll have to pry it from your cold dead fingers. That's what I said about the scholarship that I just got. (laughs) (laughs) That they're gonna have to pry it from my cold dead fingers now. Nice. Um yeah, that's about it. Nothing too interesting. Okay. What do you got, Eric? Uh, just an update on my Madden connected franchise. Uh, the Bills have been reeling off a few straight wins here. I currently sit a game back of first place in the division. Uh, my friend Vito, who plays as the Dolphins, is is leading the division. Um, had a real good game against the Steelers. Couple of long touchdowns. Uh, Hail Mary before the halftime touchdown from Aaron Rodgers, and I won twenty to twenty one. So I am currently sitting in the driver's seat of the wild card right now for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and after my my piss-poor start, I'm pretty happy with that. So, uh, nah, you just got a tank like me. Yeah, no. no uh, I'm going to try and keep it going. So uh, I think in two weeks I play Vito. So I need the computer to beat him once. Because last time we played I beat him, although it was with three seconds left I scored. So. We'll see. It's a shootout. There wasn't much defense last time we played, but still mm-hmm. having a blast with that. So Will's tanking for the first pick? Yeah, Will's tanking. Yeah, I, I know my team's not good enough to win any games that I don't play, and even then, maybe I might win a game if I played them. So I pretty much just sim them, lose, scout. You just do the, do the play the moments. Yeah, but you don't understand how frustrating it is to wheel Matt Schaub out there <laughs> and try to conduct any bit of offense. Well, Will, 
understand that I had to wheel Jay Cutler out there week one, which is why I gave up the farm for Aaron Rodgers. What's do you know what Jay Cutler's overall is in that game? Because Shab is like sixty-seven, 70, seventy-six, maybe. Okay. I mean, just, he was there for the taking. You know what the funniest part? Christian Hackenberg is not even on my team. I don't even know where he is. Uh, he's a free agent. Is he a free agent? I believe he is. I might be making a move tonight. Yeah, pick up the hack. kind of feel bad for him in real life. He's just not good. <laughs> and they like to let him know every day that he isn't. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't his fault that he got drafted so high. Who took him? The Jets? the Jets, yeah. They're a fucking nightmare. Oh, yeah. Talk about tanking. Wow. Yeah, they're purging the roster. But, uh, yeah, have, having a really good time with it. Aaron Rodgers is great on that game. I had four touchdowns, uh, two rushing, actually, and two passing with him last game. Uh, we started to keep an eye on the season awards. Um, I'm, I'm battling it out with RG3 and Marcus Mariota for MVP right now. Which are both user controlled, so see. Ace, you're wondering why RG three is there. Yeah, well, like I said, he's user controlled, so he's he's got quite a few touchdowns, uh, rushing and passing. So uh-huh. that's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? No, no, I don't think so. Still, still plugging away at pro clubs. Uh, not going great. We did. I've recruited uh, one of the guys from our Madden league. He just purchased FIFA. He has never played it up until this point. So I'm interested to see how that goes. We're gonna see if we can't fit him in. Uh, so yeah, mm-hmm. it should be fun trying to coach somebody new up on it. Sounds good. Okay. Feedback. We have a lot. Yeah, we, yeah do. we do. We just got more. Um, Not that that's a bad thing. I love no. feedback. It's my favorite segment. Three, three, three feedbacks? More than that, isn't there? There's the stuff left over from last week. Wait, we missed stuff last week, too? No. No. Maybe it is uh, just I guess, three. Guess you're uh, right. Yeah, felt like a four. lot more. So we're at the point. Okay. <laughs> Three. Three. Felt like more. <laughs> Alright. So the first one is from Alex who says, Hey guys, I love last this last podcast. So much talk about gameplay and lots of funny moments. Haven't had a good detailed podcast in a while. I think it's because Corey finally dedicated time to games. So moral of the story is Corey has to keep playing games. Alright, question time. Phil Spencer talked about the importance of backwards compatibility for Xbox. He talked about his children playing games that were influential in his life. So my question is, what games do you intend to have your kids play and for what reason? For me, I would have picked Streets of Rage on Sega Genesis, Road Rash on Game Gear, Halo on Xbox, and Horizon Zero Dawn because each scene is a literal Bob Ross painting. Have a great weekend, Alex. P.S. Summer, PS Summer Sale is kind of crappy and P.S. PlayStation Summer Sale is pretty good. Uh, That's a good question. That is a good question. Influential games. As someone who doesn't have children, I'll kick it off. Okay. By saying, if it were my kids, I would I would really push them towards the more creative games. Uh-huh. Uh, like Minecraft. Minecraft. Yeah, like um, Terraria. Uh, a lot of the... I'm trying to think of a good example. 
Minecraft is huge amongst the younger generations. Yeah. What is what are some good examples of creative games? I can't think of them. Killing Floor no. Two. Mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> like I can identify games that I play solely because they relax the adult stresses, which I would not I never knew what stress and anxiety was until I was like maybe twenty four. Yeah, I don't think I did until I took the job that I moved to Charlottesville for. And it, yeah, it's interesting, though. Yeah, isn't, so I was it's, 32. Yeah, it's like I, can, I can't, like, before that, like, I don't ever remember having anxiety about things, you know? Yeah. Stardew Valley. Yeah, Stardew Valley would be a decent recommendation. Uh, also, like, historical games, games where they can learn things. Civ? Valiant Hearts. I actually, uh, now that you mentioned that, Corey, I kind of wanted to do a uh, show on that, like more educational video games and not straight up learning games. But there, there's a game called The Siege where you build siege weapons. Yeah. Stuff like that I think would be really interesting to have a have a, a topic on. Stuff sure. Where, a game where you can learn stuff. That one's like physics and, and learning the, the, the mechanics of building medieval siege weapons. Minecraft obviously would be in there too. Exactly. Educational video games. Without them being lame. Uh, I'm going to have, have my kids hopefully play like some of the old super Nintendo games, uh, on the SNES classic when I hopefully get one. So, uh, they already play like Mario Kart on the switch. Um, but you know, I kind of want to show them the original Mario Kart. Now that they've seen what, what the newer version Mario Kart looks like. Uh, you know what the game I grew up with, or one of the games that I grew up with. Final Fantasy VI is another one. Corey, I think uh, maybe once my son's a little bit older, he'll he'll give it a shot. Yeah, uh, and, and anything Mario too. I mean, Mario's such a standout character that really you can show them any of the Mario games, and they'll they'll probably be interested. So those are those are my picks. So is there is there a, a game or genre or even maybe developer or publisher you would like avoid? avoid. I'm just thinking like like Rockstar. Ubisoft Rockstar. games, you know. Like, I don't know what the benefit is beyond like just immersing yourself and turning your brain off. Yeah, which granted are are compelling compelling reasons in their own right, but like something I would push on my child, I don't think which... they need that. Would, yeah, really, really, the old stuff that they play would have to be. It would have to be something, so, like you said, some, something specific and so, something you took from that specific game. It couldn't be like, uh, I don't know, random shooter A. You know, like Borderlands uh, Two. Yeah, like that. That game. There's going to be newer things that do what Borderlands Two did, but better. You know, it's got. It's got to. Got to be specific. What like about Wolfenstein? It will teach you about the history of Nazis. <laughs> well, yeah, after they won World <laughs> War Two. What about something like, albeit it's not spot on with history, but like Assassin's Creed? Yeah, that, that's that's it. I mean, the, the original Assassin's Creed did a really good job of recreating, you know, the the ancient Middle Eastern cities and yeah. um, Assassin's Creed Two at Renaissance Italy. You know, I mean, and, I think and, they've all done a pretty decent job recreating the past. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, 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 it inspires interest. Like I remember uh, in middle school, 
because I played so much Age of Empires, kind of having an edge on, you know, the other kids in my class. Yeah, we had never heard to... of the, the ancient civs and yeah, right. Like like a name a name would come up, and I would be able to ascribe that name to a civilization, which was yeah. way more than, which isn't much, but is way more than a lot of other you know fifth and sixth graders were able yeah. to do. You because... still you still looked smart to the teacher, right? And was interested, like. Name. And was interested and wanted to learn a little bit more about this character that I had just spent, you know, 12 hours doing a, a difficult strategic campaign with. Yeah. Like Joan of Arc, for instance. Um, playing Age of Empires got Salah me Hadin. super interested in Joan of Arc, which extended to, you know, being interested in the movies that came out about Joan of Arc. And when it came up in school, like being really interested in Joan of Arc. Well, Joan of Arc is also a very interesting character. Yeah person i guess not character uh the first game that came to mind for me with this was um halo mm -hmm. uh which is what i had my nephew play when he came down uh just because you know i had so many good times with it and uh i'll do that before they see the the leaps and bounds that games have made now mm -hmm. yeah you know because you know tough to go back it but, is yeah yeah, my nephew really enjoyed it, and they said that's all he would talk about for, like, weeks after uh, he came here. So I look forward to that. Yeah. Yeah, we're uh, – my son's old enough now. We think, like, this summer we're going to show him Star Wars, and it will eventually be Lord of the Rings and stuff like that. It's, you know, he's starting to get to that age where I can show him stuff that I grew up on, you know. It's great. Okay. Uh, what was the next – question from alex oh he said have a great weekend uh thanks summer steam summer sales crappy uh ps playstation summer sales good eric, i mean did you check out any of the games that are on there eric Can you yeah i looked through it tonight? um i don't really remember i know what was it felt like god of war 3 remaster was a good buy resogun hell divers uh last of us left behind was five bucks um, but yeah, I, I honestly, I don't really remember too much else that was on there. Okay. And now I wasn't here for the main segment, so I don't know what your guys' thoughts were, but are you guys kind of disappointed with the summer sale? No, no, I don't think so. I think the problem is we own a lot of the games that are on sale or I own a yeah. lot of them. So yeah. I mean, I, I guess buy a lot of the stuff that's on sale. Yeah, I guess, like, when we, for the first two or three years, like, we were able to get a lot of stuff, but now, like, the last couple of years, I haven't bought a thing. Yeah. Uh, well, let me, I'll go on the first page of Top Sellers, and I own more than half of the games, so yeah, there's that. And the other ones are, like, like there's Player Unknown Battlegrounds, which I, I don't own, it's brand new. Grand Theft Auto V, which hasn't had a significant enough price drop for me to buy. Black Desert Online, which I would buy, but it's an MMORPG, and I don't have time to get into that. CSGO is a not, not a game I would buy anyway. A lot so, of early access stuff, too. There's a few early access games on there. Doom is on there. I've, I play a Friends. So Hollow Knight's on there. I'm waiting for the Switch. Uh, Warframe is free to play, so that doesn't need to be bought. So most of the games I have covered or don't, or don't have for a specific reason. Uh, Dan, actually, there Yo. was one really good one on the PlayStation sale. Ratchet and Clank, I believe, is eight bucks. Oh, nice! Oh, it's a steal. Yeah, 
game's fucking awesome. Okay. The Xbox right. summer sale kicks off tomorrow, too, which would be June 30th. Sounds good. Uh, so that was from Alex. Thanks, Alex. Uh, this is... Next piece of feedback is... Um, Cameron, sorry. My phone was taking a second to load. Thumbstick Athletes. Well, it's 2 a.m., so I'm sure this will be coherent and may contain spoilers. So I finished Mass Effect Andromeda. Remember, this was a buy based on your guys' recommendation. And all in all, I enjoyed playing it. However, I do have some gripes. The research develop buy function. I finished the game and completed all the side quests. However, I did not even get to unlock all the weapon tiers due to level requirements. This this the increases on research were so incremental it drove me nuts and the limited research points meant that early on in the game you had to choose what kind of weapon you were going to run with for the remainder of the game after level 40 i don't think i ever switched weapon type and it was the terrible experience chasing of having a level six uh usher and upgrading to a level seven usher or a level five and seven arm to a level six and seven arm rinse lather repeat every time i had to head to the research and development i was shaking my head through the entire thing oh and, and add to that you still have the option to make a level one weapon until the end of the game just in case you wanted to waste resources and loved annoying clutter in your development scroll tree then the other utterly, utterly pointless vendors and cash system i was able to make everything i needed and finish the game with ninety three thousand credits uh, and when the few plain weapons for sale are bought, you are unable to add the augments that you can when you're developing. So there's no point in even buying a weapon or armor when you are better off making it. Just too many options that are not different enough in a poorly laid out cluttered menu. Wow. Next on to biotics combat tech. It again suffered from the choose and run with it. Is maxing out the ma- maxing out the power to make the most fun meant you were just picking a few skills. And I get it. It's limited options. Uh, this, the limited options are the last grasp of the RPG, but the game does not merit another playthrough, especially not to try different powers. So all the side quests complete, all the planets explored, final battle commences. It was not bad, but also not great. I stared at the end screen, shrugged, and played one more Apex multiplayer horde, uh, the only mode, and then quit, not likely to return. I know, I know, another novel from Cam... Well, that night I bought Titanfall 2, having never played the first one. I loved it. Perhaps I was exhausted from Snoozeville open worlds like Fallout 4 or the last two plans from Andromeda, but the quick linear play was just plain fun. The main story was interesting. I became more invested in uh, BT uh, than any of the characters from Andromeda. The time shift mechanic of moving forward or back in time, fighting two battles and exploring two, uh, but... Two same but radically different battles and maps was unique and allowed a level of creativity that I didn't know a linear FPS could have. The combat was fun, good weapon choices that allowed the flexible course of playstyle with no stupid time-wasting pointless upgrade trees. I completed the admittedly short main story in three evenings, but now I'm in the multiplayer enjoying that as well. But who am I kidding? I'll buy, buy Anthem like a chump. End of the day, if you guys have not played the campaign for Titanfall 2, please do. P.S. Patreon or do- donation page. I want to give back to the podcast or help will afford beer. I'm going to strip up to Canada. <laughs> uh, Canadian I actually, beer. <laughs> Canadian beer, which sucks, by the That's way. That's terrible. <laughs> I, I, I actually I, I kind of agree with a lot of uh, Cameron's gripes about Mass Effect. Yeah. Uh, so some tedious, uh, tedious micromanagement stuff, definitely. Um, I've actually probably, I don't know, 
within the first 10 hours of the game, I had uh, weapons and armor picked out that I was going to use pretty much for the rest of the game. I just recently switched out one of the rifles that I was using uh, to a different one. But it's it's essentially been the same stuff that I've used, and I've just been leveling that up whenever I can, whenever I meet the, meet the level requirements and have the, have the gear for it. And I think it would be more useful too if you could even change the weapons and armor of your squad but you can't you can't do that it's just specifically for uh rider so yeah i I feel like that's a lot of wasted opportunity there Um, correct me if i'm wrong dan but uh to cameron's point about um choose one and go with it kind of thing when it comes to biotic combat and tech isn't there a uh terminal in your spaceship that allows you to easily respec your character yeah you can I think so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is it in the med bay? Maybe. I, yeah, that was my. That's what. That's the image that popped into my head. But yeah, yeah. I think it was in the med bay. You're, you're still kind of, you know, I, I don't want to say typecast, but you're you like I. I only put my stuff in like three or four different skills, and uh, you know, there's not a lot of reason to rotate them. I feel like if you had more available to you at the same time, because you have three skills, so I have the uh, the lightning point. thing. Uh, I have the the robot thing that PB makes for you, and then I have like a shield that I hide behind for when I don't have cover as a sniper. So and maybe like only three skills, like storing a loadout that you can easily yeah. swap, swap out. in and out would be yeah your skills, or even have just be able to use five instead of three. I think would would go a long way into addressing those concerns. Yeah, because I would like to have another skill or two in in my repertoire but i only have three and only one of them i actively use because the other is the robot like i said that you summon and the other i only use when i need cover when i don't have cover mm-hmm. which doesn't happen all that often so yeah and that comes back to uh we talked about it before but the frostbite engine not being very good for rpgs i think that's that has a lot to do with it oh yeah it's a bummer it is a bummer. Now uh, we'll never have another Mass Effect. That's unfortunate. I really hope they go back to it. I think. I think with some tweaking, I think they could. They have a good, good formula there. You know. And the problem is, what what worries me about it is that I'm 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 afraid that they'll abandon this Andromeda initiative yeah. thing, and I don't want that to be the case because it's an awesome premise. Yeah, I like it a lot too. It's interesting. Uh, forgive me if you guys mentioned this. I saw a rumor that the. Uh, DLC got canceled. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I think it, I think everything, all production for the game is done. Yeah, brutal. Yep. Well, I mean, all they... down to those facial animations. <laughs> <laughs> facial animations and Metacritic score. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what did them in. Uh, and then Patreon or donation page, want to give back to the podcast or help will afford beer on this trip up to Canada. Corey? We're kind of, I mean, we've, we've kind of, we've kind of started building a Patreon page, but the problem with, with Patreon is that like, we, we don't want to put it out there for the people that have been constantly communicating with us and have been like regular solid listeners that have been contributing feedback like regularly uh, that's not whose money we want. Like those people, and a lot of them are are in the chat right now, and and have been sending us feedback. Like those aren't the people we want money from at all. Like you guys have done your share <laughs> of the work. Yeah, just being active participants in what we do is is very very helpful. Oh, is, is, give us all the money. 
is more helpful than give us all the than, dollar bills is more helpful than than a, a financial uh, stipend yeah. you know the people we want yep. money from are the people who don't have time to to write feedback because they're managing a hedge fund you know that kind of person <laughs> uh maybe that person doesn't exist but we i mean we have our dollar numbers are way bigger than our um regular interactions would indicate yeah. So th- there's a lot of people out there that are listening regularly that, you know, maybe do have the the financial uh, leeway to to throw us a buck here and there. So hey, my it's tuition. coming. Yeah, it's it's coming. I mean, and part of the reason why it's coming is because we've sort of realized our own limitations uh, based on what our own rigs and you know our setup and even the website. Um, so we're kind of rubbing up against that at this point. So something, 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 something like that is coming. Uh, a, we just want to we want to make sure we do it right. Yeah, it's a feeling out process. <laughs> Definitely. Great, great comment in the chat from Savage. Uh, <laughs> he says, "I guess I'll make sure to interact more so they don't take my money." <laughs> We'll hold, hold you upside down and shake your lunch money. Yeah, oh your, yeah, swirly time. Pockets. Swirly time. Thumbstick mafia. Yeah, and that's what we're afraid of. Like, we don't want that. We really don't want that impression, that's all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're, we are well aware of what we are. <laughs> <laughs> what, slackers? I, I feel like we make that pretty clear almost every episode. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if you if you don't know that by now, you haven't. Yeah. It's like, okay, so so, so it, if you go to Patreon.com/slash/ThumbstickAthletes, the the page is almost there. There's just some elements we want to um add at this point. Uh, like a specific example of what I'm talking about. Like, I would like to spend a little more time on the website uh, in terms of search engine optimization and some of the features on the website and automation of things on the website, which we just can't do with our current setup on Squarespace, but we also can't justify investing more of our money into it at this point. It just doesn't, it doesn't make sense. So, you know, if that's something we could crowdsource to the people who <laughs> are willing to, to pitch in, then, uh, that just makes sense. So, <laughs> uh, indeed. <laughs> Great chat tonight. Uh, this has been the most people this week. guys late really in the chat. brought it tonight in the chat. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, last piece of feedback is from Savage, who says, Hey guys, it's been a while since I've been checking in. And since I didn't really find the time during the school year to just be sitting down listening weekly, uh, but in this past month, I've almost fully caught up on what I miss and been loving hearing you guys keep up great conversations and any kind of brotherly beatdowns. Catching up with what I've been though, been doing though, I've been playing lots of Rocket League per the usual and a little bit of other games, mainly PUBG. PUBG? Player Unknown Battleground. Oh, mm, I want that game. I should have known that. I, I'm so out of the loop. Don't you know what the kids uh, I, I'm, are playing? I'm old. I'm almost. I'm gonna be turning 34 soon. So. Oh my god. Right, yeah. Forgot about that. Dan, you're almost 40. I'm an old freaking <laughs> fart. Crusty. Uh, kind of enjoyed the intro back into FPS games that Player Unknown Battlegrounds gave to me to try and break me away from Rocket League, but it failed. So that's something. 
Uh, so moving into a fun story from this past week, I've been working an office job for the past month as an intern, just generally doing basic busy work and nobody caring that I'm there. This week I got pretty bored and decided that I would go into further depth with all my finances and notice a recurring $12 a month charge that's been going for the past year or so. Looking further into this, I found out that I've been paying for the Humble Monthly since last July and have never looked at any of the games that were included in it. I've gotten a couple games from Humble uh, and must have decided that monthly thing would look cool and I forgot about everything. So now I have 100-some untouched games that I get to finger through and play if I would like to. Uh, One notable game that I've been wanting to play is Inside, so I'm pretty excited about that and looking forward to diving into it. Well, I think that's all that's been happening in my life, but I'd like to hear what you think your highlight game of this past winter slash spring was. If Breath of the Wild, then maybe another one, since I don't believe I'll be getting a Switch, and I'm already depressed about all the good things I've heard about it. Sorry if I rambled on for a while, but I'm glad to be back listening again. Thanks, guys. Savage. P.S. Will you look like garbage today? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay. <laughs> we, me and Eric actually were talking about before the episode about how one of us should, should probably play player unknown battlegrounds. I at want some to, point. we, we've got to experience it at some point. It's not like, as a... I... go ahead. I was going to say, as soon as I'm comfortable shelling out $30 for it, I'll get it. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I've heard enough good things that I'm relatively comfortable doing that. If everybody just wants to play my steam version, we're, we're not, you, you should double check and make sure you can do that. Cause I'm not sure there are some of those games that you can't do that with, mm. especially like online specific ones. Okay. So that's something we should look into first. Um, there's been a lot of good games in the humble monthlies. You probably have have a pretty decent library there. Uh, some are better than others, obviously, but there were a couple uh, stinkers for like there two months in a row. Of, yeah, I can't remember specifically which months, but that's when I dropped out. I'm like, you know what? I could kind of use this extra twelve dollars a month. Yeah, and, I go yeah. I go based on what the early unlock game is. If the early unlock game is something I don't have that I want, then I subscribe for that month and then turn it off when when I don't have that game. Or when I have when I ha- already have the game, or like this week, this month it's it's uh, Dark Souls two or three, right? Wow, it's one of the Dark Souls one- games, um, two or three, uh, which I obviously already have. So um, I didn't. So they're getting that out of the way before they release information about Dark Souls four. I thought they were done with doing Dark Souls games. They Good. Are. Uh, Be another Bloodborne. What, that's what you think. Yeah, there'll be another, another Bloodborne, and then they'll have think... they'll have like a science fictiony. Did, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Did they say um, they are done? That Dark Souls, the Dark Souls as a franchise, is done, or that From Software is done making Dark Souls? I don't know. God I willing, like... Paul. <laughs> God will. How dare you, Will? No, I think I feel like they said that that Dark Souls as it exists now is is done. Is okay. the impression that I got so. So maybe Bloodborne they'll do maybe, Bloodborne two. Maybe they'll do open world Dark Souls. How's that sound? I'd rather see another Bloodborne anyway. I yeah. mean, Dark Souls is kind of open world. If you want to get your ass handed to you, yeah, you really only have one way you can go. <laughs> yeah, I, I think. Really I mean, that's just an effective way to present an Guide open you. world game. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's just good Dan, game design. Yo, that's all. We actually did have another email this week. Okay. June 23rd. This is also from Eric. 
uh, he reminded me in the chat, and it was in our trash folder, so oh, somebody okay. deleted it. Corey. Well, I mean, um, I'm, I don't move things to trash. So I will uh, okay. go ahead and read it. Is that good? Yeah. All right. He says, hey, guys, you were cracking me up at work with the spirited Sidney Crosby discussion. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> I think Corey asked who the biggest pussy on the bolts was, and there's there's little debate. Headman is soft sometimes, but he'll actually fight when he needs to. It was Druin off the ice, but now that he's Montreal's problem, it's definitely got to be Dotchin. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Jake Dotchin, yeah. Goes to Dotchin. Uh, you guys are probably right. Perry has the be the worst in the league. My biggest issue with Crosby is that he's basically as interesting as a cucumber sandwich, and he's the face of the NHL. I just don't get it. Malkin has more personality in his beard trimmings. <laughs> That's a good point about Crosby being lame. Not just yeah, that, but I, yeah. I think a lot of it has to do with his face. He's yeah. got one of those. He's very punchable. He's he's got one of those petulant faces, like yeah. I'm gonna take my ball and go home type of yeah. faces, you yeah. know. And I think that's where a lot of his reputation comes from too. It, Other, you know, earlier in his career, he had some questionable things, and but I think well, that has a lot to do with it. The NHL is weird and doesn't let its per- personalities ever breathe. Like Subban's just like blacklisted by people because he's a personality. Because he has yeah. personality. Yeah, it's bizarre. The NHL operates on a weird level from other leagues well that's that's one of the things that's bothered me about the nfl recently too is how they're trying to take like all the fun out of it yeah with like celebrations but i think they're kind of backpedaling on those things they actually backpedal the celebrations you can start celebrating next year oh wow yeah right yeah like they made it so you couldn't sell like multiple multiple players ha- doing the same celebration or chore- uh, choreograph celebrations like who cares who the hell cares yeah the, they backpedaled on everything, except you can't dunk the football over the goalpost. Why? <laughs> yeah, I can see why that would be a big issue. <laughs> I know. I loved it when Jimmy Graham would catch a touchdown and then do it. Tony I Gonzalez that. used to do that all the time. It was great, and that yeah. like, oh, now you can celebrate however you want, except that. Like, it's one of my favorite stupid. parts of soccer is the celebrations after the goals. Yeah. It's amazing, and they let it go on for minutes. <laughs> it's great. They, they get creative. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so just to keep to keep going a little bit here, he says, and don't tell me it's because he's the best in the world right now because Jeter was an average shortstop with a long career, and he was the face of the MLB for a decade and is going to Yankee his way into the Hall of Fame. Jeter's a Matt and no one gives a shit. Now, I, I told him in the chat that that comment wasn't going to go over well. No. <laughs> Uh, some big Jeter guys here. I've I've never understood the hatred for Jeter or the the over um overrated comments for Jeter. I just don't get it. He's as clutch as they came. I and actually uh upon reading this email when it was initially sent, I actually did a little a Derek Jeter research because that is something I have heard floated a lot. Uh, that Derek Jeter was just mediocre. And I'm not I'm not talking about uh, number of games played, but if you just look at some averages and stuff, like he's a top 200 player. I he just did so many things well, and to to be such a solid player and to come up as clutch as he always did and make the plays he did. I mean, man, you just yeah. When Jeter came up to the plate in the playoffs in a big spot, you knew it was going to happen. You just knew. 
I mean, I stopped watching baseball when he retired. Same. Just, just quit. Cold turkey. Stopped watching. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So, unfortunately, the Jeter hatred, we have no time for that here. I'm not even going to touch the comment. <laughs> he said yeah, it was Will for you off. specifically, Will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Game giveaway time. Yeah. All right. So I've got did, Alex 1, Cam 2, Savage 3, Eric 4. Yep. Did Eric get um to the moon? That was yes. Yes, yep. he did. Um, okay. Outstanding uh, game delivery for Ryan in Iowa uh, from a couple weeks ago. He hasn't picked yet? He has not picked. I know Valerie was going to pick. Well, I answered her question on okay. Twitter about uh, which of which of uh, the games he won would run on a toaster. Uh, uh-huh. But I, have, I don't I, I could be wrong, but I have not heard back yet. So, OK, Ryan and Iowa, let us know what you want. You got uh, you got some great picks uh, from the Hex Cells complete pack to uh, Magical Battle Festa to Morph Blade. Uh, and then two games you might actually want, Europa Universalist 3 and Octodad, Dadliest Catch. Uh-huh. Random number generator. Uh, again, if you want proof of uh, the drawing, you are more than welcome to head to our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash thumbstickathletes, to find out um, in the archive video what actually came up on the random number generator. Okay. And the winner is Cam. Cam. Number two. Uh, so Cam, uh, we'll we'll run the uh, we'll crunch the numbers here. Uh, one through one hundred and ninety-two games. I hope you get a better game. <laughs> yeah, right. Last week was pretty pretty rough. And the first one up is forty-two, which incidentally is the meaning of life. For those that like, know, Monty we give movies meaning of now life? too. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's really funny about Number 42 is that it is Hexel's complete pack. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, dear. <laughs> which, which if Ryan takes, you're SOL. <laughs> vice, vice versa, Cam. Uh, 90. Revolve 360 Reactor. Oh, baby. Not familiar with that one. Is anybody here? I don't, I don't know if I've heard of any of the games we give away. Oh, that's not fair. <laughs> I, the last couple of weeks has been really bad. Yeah, it's been tough treads. All right. Uh, number 50. Poker Night 2. <laughs> okay, well, no, that's okay, right? That's supposed to be decent. Corey liked Poker Night. If yeah. it's Poker Night at the inventory, it might just be something else <laughs> called Poker pa- Night. Pardon? <laughs> Hold on a minute. What what is it now? Poker, Poker Night at the Inventory two. are the like Telltale games. This is just Poker Night Two. Maybe po- I shortened it. Po- Poker Night Two is supposed to be decent. Telltale games. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. That's a good one. Yeah, I enjoyed that. If you like poker, Quack, uh, quack fun. crap. Yeah, because you get um, if you're into poker, it's fun, and and you know the uh the Telltale characters like or not Telltale. Help me out, Dan. Yeah, the Borderlands. Yeah, so does Traps in Borderlands. Yeah, um, characters from Telltale games in the in the game. Is that what you're saying? You play poker with them, right? Uh, like Sam from. Yep. Sorry, my brain's not working. 
<laughs> it's a fun game because not only are you playing actual Serious poker, Sam. Yes. You're sitting with other video game characters and they're talking and being themselves and it's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Number four, Neon Chrome. Oh, dear God. Yikes. What is with these games? Like, there are better games in this. They're like Prison I'm, Architect I'm and stuff like that. 61. One Piece Pirate Warriors 3. <laughs> hey, that's all right. The One Piece games are okay. Yeah. They're, they're, they're RPGs, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. And the one decent game on there, we couldn't even sell, sell it good I, enough. I actually, there's something endearing about the fact that we only give away shitty games. <laughs> I kind of like that about us. 94 is Eldritch. Um, <laughs> no, it's actually a, a game I've been interested in. Of course it is. That's the one with the like pencil like it looks like it was pencil drawn, right? Is that Eldritch? It's a strategy game, isn't it? Nobody played it. Who knows? God damn it. I'm <laughs> gonna... All right. Let's just let's let's come up with this rule. Uh let's just keep going until we get at least one game that we're happy Somebody with. Oh, want. Hold on, hold on. Eldritch is a nine out of ten on Steam. Yeah. yeah. I'm telling you, it's decent. Okay. All right. Do we want to stop on Eldritch, or should I keep going? I no, mean, there's two, there was two okay games in there. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, Poker Night's in there. Yeah. All right. Uh, so Better Cam, than last week's selections. Your <laughs> options are Hexel's Complete Pack, Revolver 360 Reactor, uh, Poker Night 2, Neon Chrome, One Piece Pirate Warriors 3, and Eldritch. Oh, you got, you got six options anyway. You did an extra one. I wondered. Eldritch was the sixth yeah. one. Six, yeah. But that's okay. Yeah. Uh, bank error in your favor. There you go. My favorite part of this segment is the fact that every game that gets picked, Eric and I laugh at, and then Dan and Corey try to justify why it's not that bad. <laughs> no, the first, I'll give you that for the, the poker, <laughs> and then Eldritch. The other ones, yeah. <laughs> in, in, the chat, well, in the chat, I believe this was from last week, uh, Good reference to a game we tried to give away last week. <laughs> Fairy Princess does the music. <laughs> hey, somebody really wrote that. <laughs> One of the classic uh, game giveaways of all time on the podcast. Uh, yes, indeed. <laughs> all right. Any other thoughts? Nope. Uh, so next week, Corey and Will are going to be out of town. I will probably do. I'll do our 2017 recap next week does that sound all right give everyone the week off what your guys are going to be in edmonton oh like mid-year recap yeah the, oh, okay. yeah 2017 yeah because i mean obviously july starts the second second half of the year so i feel like i did the same thing last year well, mid-year, that way i don't have well, what's that well mid-year recap yeah that way i don't have to do the whole year when we when we okay. do uh close to the thummies so, I like it. That'll like be it next week. <clears throat> uh, yeah, that's everything, right? Yeah, I believe so, Dan. Okay, that'll do it for episode number 310 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan. Merrick. Well, Corey. Thanks for listening and get out of my basement. Let's go.